The following podcast contains naughty language and ridiculous situations. Listener discretion is advised. I had intro set up about what we were going to talk about this week and how awesome our guest was, but I just realized that uh, one of my favorite foods of all time, which our hostess orange cupcakes, are the same color hue of our evil overlord president. So now my heart is broken. Welcome to Trick or Treat Radio. Welcome to episode 286 of Trick or Treat Radio. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture. Navigated by the Deadites. The Deadites are the world's greatest electroshock band. We destroy monsters, we drink booze, we win championship belts. And, which has become an annual tradition, Marsman and our guests are teaming up to do the top 13 comic books of 2017 isn't that right mars man that's me i'm mars man yeah i know well, well why don't you introduce our guests then uh ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of uh i figure you have to be at least 13 to still be awake right now so i'll <laughs> say all ages uh children with good parents yes uh our guest uh is not only uh an expert on all things sleazy and trashy in cinema she is also uh for my money I don't. I don't know what the, the this proper uh, descriptive noun is here. Awesome. Of, she is awesome. But <laughs> one of the best interviewers. Is yeah. That, is that correct? That's uh, safe to say. Yeah. In the uh, podcast sphere, uh, by a long shot. Uh, yeah. I am uh, honored to uh, have started this tradition with this person, and I am extra honored that she gives us uh, the time of day. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, from Double Page Bread, Wendy Freeman. Hey, friends. Hey, Wendy. It's awesome to have you back again. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> this is, uh, con- I think it's become an annual tradition now, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's, is this three years in a row? Do we miss a year? I don't remember. This is the third. This is yeah. three years in a row. Awesome. Awesome. Let me tell you, she's she's a lot more thrilled than we're all kind of adjusted to, you know? <laughs> no, we're, we're used to you, you asshole. <laughs> shut, shut up, you freak. We're happy that she's here. Yeah, yeah. We're not happy you're here. No, Never. no. I'm not happy I'm here either. Well, I, I feel, we can I, all get rid of me. Yeah, I'll, I'll be happy. <laughs> I know someone at home will probably be even happier. Oh yeah, to have you around all the time. I know someone to your right that will probably be even happier. <laughs> so yes, we are joined by Wendy Freeman from Double Page Spread. So Wendy, give us an update because it's been a year. You have a lot going on. You, you play drums. You're in a band. You have awesome podcasting stuff. So just give us a real kind of uh, you know brief overview of what's been going on since we last spoke with you. Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, the podcast keeps chugging along. I had yeah. my 200th episode. That Congratulations. Was awesome. Very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's good work. And I just, uh, I just keep talking to people and getting things done. Awesome. So, <laughs> that's what, you know, that's all you can hope for. <laughs> right. And you know how it is, just uh, booking dates and playing gigs and living hard. Yeah. You know, loving, loving fast. Awesome. Is uh, still things still going strong with uh, with the band? Yeah, 
yeah, yeah, you know, I've been writing a bunch of new songs, and we're, uh, you know, we, we did our, you know, our Halloween show, we always do a, a big Halloween show yeah. covering another album or something, and, you what know. What did you do this year? This year, we, we teamed up, so, like, I'm a big Husker Du fan, y- mm, y'all know, y'all know that, sure, so, yeah. so, because Grant Hart passed away, there was somebody else who wanted to do a bunch of Grant Hart songs, and then we wanted to do uh, uh, Bob Mould's Sugar. We wanted to do the Copper Blue album, and then we both teamed up and did a Husker Du set. So it was it was like a full yes. night of celebrating those guys. That's awesome. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, and so and let folks know the name of the band and where they can find it if they want to search it out. We are called Demon Familiar, D-A-E-M-O-N, the uh, the old English spelling, Demon yeah. Familiar. And uh, that we can be found on Spotify and, and wherever fine music is downloaded, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> you could uh, call up your favorite pirate friends and <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> We certainly don't. No, we don't uh, recommend that. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't raise the flag for Wendy's. You know, I was looking at. A, I, I found. I, I was finally putting away my clothes from the Halloween show the other day, so you can guess that suitcase smelled outstanding. <laughs> and, um, oh my god! Yeah, I had shoes and underwear and everything. And it was bad, bad times. Were they the, what you wore to the gig? They were what I wore on stage. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, that's, uh, that's terrible. I realized we probably did more covers at this last show than we've ever done. Yeah. And if we did all those songs, I have zero recollection. But so, like, what are you guys like covering? What do you do? We did this time. Uh, we did a song by the National, "Murder Me, Rachel." Oh, okay, yeah. Um, we did. We uh, there's we, some kind of interstitial stuff too, yeah. right? So yeah, we did. Yeah, we we usually we've been introducing ourselves with uh, uh, a like a stripped down Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yeah. Um, like, so we've been doing band intros while that's been going. I'm trying, I know we did, I can't remember now, but I was like, wow, this seems like a lot of covers. Did we do No One Lives Forever this year? I was trying to remember that. Um, did we, I don't think we did, but we normally do want to go Boingo as No One Lives Forever. Oh, we did, we did, uh, we did the Phil Collins song. That's the the other one we did. We did, uh. Rain On Me? Yeah, Wish It Would Rain Down or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is studio. No. <laughs> we should be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I always hate it whenever people poop on Phil Collins. You know, like whenever whenever you bring up a, your drummer, like a lot of people are like, "So, do you think Phil Collins is really any good?" Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the answer is yes. Yes, <laughs> of course Phil he Collins is. is excellent. <laughs> there is an error of him I am in love with because I am a big like when he was doing a lot of like soundtrack stuff and when No Jacket Required came out because oh, yeah. I'm a big. Paul Williams fan, and I feel like he had hit a layer, layer of depression that was like Paul Williams level of depressed. Um, <laughs> what that, what that, like the homeless song was another day in paradise. Like he had some yeah. some pretty oh, yeah. sad songs. I mean, he's, he definitely had probably one of the highest rated singles about watching someone drown ever. Mm. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Well, it's a big genre. Yeah, <laughs> it's very popular. What about what about a. Isn't the Toadies Possum Kingdom? Isn't that also about watching someone drown? I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. I, for some reason, I want to say that's that is about. I feel like there are a few songs about watching people drown. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't that song about taking a girl out and killing her behind the shed, behind the boathouse? Yeah, was that, that, that was a, with uh, Billy Ocean. <laughs> was that a dead boat song? <laughs> yeah. <Damn. laughs> um, we have a song that's a metaphor for that I use drowning as a metaphor, but it's about. Oh. Bad relationships and fucking. <laughs> which is pretty See, much I like the literal drowning song. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I can't think anymore. I feel like there's gonna be. I know, yeah, I'm sure there is. I know there's like a like a uh, 
like a Toad the Wet Sprocket song that is uncharacteristically sounds like it's about sexual assault. <laughs> but maybe they're just drowning somebody instead. I misunderstood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Sting had a message in a bottle, but maybe if he. Yeah, the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're, this, is a, this is a good start. <laughs> it's a depressing start. Yeah. <laughs> Monster Zero, can we take a boat ride after the show? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. I have to write a new song. <laughs> I, I've heard about your boat rides. I'm afraid whether, <laughs> no matter if I die or live, I'm I'm terrified. <laughs> we're just gonna take you out behind the boathouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Ooh. <laughs> It's like an episode of Dexter. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> what? Different strokes? <laughs> oh, that's a, yeah, that's a very different... On yeah. a special <laughs> episode <laughs> of Different Strokes. Suddenly, come by the boathouse with me. This sucks. <laughs> Monsters yeah. Zero oh, Dudley, Arnold. come watch King of Atlantis. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be Aquaman. <laughs> and you be frightened. That oh, yeah. sucks. <laughs> You know what though that that guy must have had a really good lawyer because from there he went on to re- like run a radio station. So yes, in the in the in the two thousands you go to jail for that. You don't get a jail promotion. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> what you did to Dudley here is Johnny Fever. <laughs> <laughs> Booger. Was it just yesterday the guy that who was like the showrunner of WKRP or something passed away? Yes, oh, I yeah. know. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that hurts you, Ramsey. Oh my God! Dude. Do you know his name? Uh, hold on, I'm looking it up. I, I, I forget his name. Uh, Hugh, Hugh. Uh, damn it, Hefner. Yeah, you don't know Wendy. Uh, this guy knows the most obscure fucking yeah. names. Like, tell him, tell tell Wendy oh. uh, Large Marge's name. Yeah, he literally. I, I I mentioned Large Marge from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and he's like, "Oh, I love that actress." And Hugh Wilson. Her. Hugh Wilson. He's the one. Because he directed he Wilson, Police Academy. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And that, and that well, kills me. And I love Police Academy. Yeah. Did he? Did he just do the first one, or did he? Use he just the did the first film, and he okay. has a small cameo in it as well. All right. He's the one who's in the car at night when uh, uh, Mahoney oh, is dude, teaching. I, I when Mahoney is teaching uh, uh, Hightower how to drive, and he rear ends some guy. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, okay, That's yeah, the guy. Yeah. Right, That's yeah. Hugh Wilson. All right. <laughs> I watched it just not too long ago. That movie is a... It's a masterpiece. It holds up. It is a masterpiece. Uh, it's not... Uh, it is. It hurts my feelings. <laughs> Police, Police Academy, Academy hurts your feelings? Police Academy's got a lot of hate, seemingly. Well, now, yeah, now when you look back on it, I'm sure, sure it feels differently. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Well, I mean, you know, it's never nice to put glue in someone's shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> browser, browser. Radio Show, are you going to open up your browser, browser? Oh, I am, yeah. Yowzy, yowza. <laughs> uh, just so I can feel good about myself and my importance to my tag team partner, uh, yes. Raven Shadow TV update. Still exactly how I left it? Uh, yes. Perfect. But it's a work in progress, though. Okay. We're, we're trying. All right, good. So, Raven Shadow, did you use the uh, the sexy speakeasy at all this past week? Uh, there's some developments in the sexy speakeasy. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what? The sexy? The sexy. You call it the sexy? The sexy speakeasy. Is it now the sucky speakeasy? Well, the sexy suckeasy. Wendy, no one likes to name a bad review. So, Wendy... Raven Shadow named his, is it your second bedroom? Is that what it is? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, his second hey. bedroom, he named the sexy speakeasy. Knock it off in there. There's well, no, no reason to name it that. Listen, I There's nothing sexy going on in there. You don't know. 
Is there anything easy going on in there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> easy like Sunday morning. <laughs> is it like prohibition in the rest of your house? It's right, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's been a bad room. But no, it's the walls are nice, you know, like a nice, nice little magenta red. And they got some purple trim going on. And the back of the door is purple. Jesus, what the, what the hell? Does Richard Simmons live there too? <laughs> what do those colors have to do with the speakeasy? <laughs> Do, no, do, have, do you have like a velvet painting of Elvis on the wall too? I'm getting there. No, I'm gonna have it's my film room. I'm gonna have like uh, movie posters and stuff. It's gonna be. Why nice. would you have? I have a futon. Why would you have the film room in your second bedroom? Why not like your like main living room? Well, I, I, I diversify. Because <laughs> the sw- I think because the swing that hangs from the ceiling gets in the way. <laughs> The St. Andrew's cross. He has to move it to the back. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, it's not anything sexy or dirty like Raven Shadow just just loves uh, tire swings. (laughs) No, he just loves alliteration. Yes. That's why he calls it the sexy speakeasy. Well, no, I have different vibes for different rooms. I have the downstairs basement. That's where I have my Netflix hooked up with the Wii. You know? Wii. And DVD player upstairs. I got a regular DVD player, my DVR. And then in the other bedroom, I have the Blu-ray and the TV and the futon. Wait, so it's different formats for different rooms? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so why don't we call it the Blu-ray room? Yeah, why don't we call it the yeah, right. blue, like something blue-related? Well, I, I, I named it before I got the Blu-ray player. <laughs> and then you got the VHS bathroom. Yeah, it's sexy. You been there? <laughs> you can retroactively rename it. Yeah, because well, I think we all said that your name sucks. Nobody likes it. No. Yeah, nobody, nobody likes it's, it. I mean, it's not set in stone yet. No, that's true. I didn't get. You it. didn't paint it on the walls yet, did you? <laughs> There's a stone outline. Yeah. I've, well, if you if you if you use a black light, <laughs> you'll see some painting on no, the wall. No, the black lights <laughs> in my house. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like uh, knowing her as well as I do, I feel like uh, your special lady friend fucking hates that name. I think she, I asked her, and she I asked him if she'd like the colors, and she said yes, but I don't believe she does. Did, does she know that it's called the, the sexy speakeasy? Well, I told her that was my vibe when I was I was I was crafting the room. I said I want like a sexy speakeasy vibe, so I might get like a record player. Somebody's gonna have to spill. Somebody's gonna have to spill spill the news on. What do you think? Hold on. Uh, What do you think transpired in Speakeasy? Well, it wasn't there, but I figured that you know the the bop to bop. They had like the the bop to bop. Yeah, like the like the guys. What are you talking about? Scatman Crothers. Scatman Crothers. (laughs) Yeah. What? Like a new, like the new Speakeasy. Like the shiny was going on in there. Like some sweet the the. Stray cats are there. The Stray Michael cats. Raven Shadow. Why don't you stop? What are you talking about? Al Capone, you got the shine. Yeah, I'm not saying Al like, Cool, you got. The- <laughs> it's not a literal speakeasy, but I kind of like want like a like a kind of sexy, dirty room. Let's watch a sexy, dirty movie. Oh, you know, like, that's, how, that's my vibe right there. Uh, All right, well, uh, I feel terrible that I helped set this up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a co-conspirator. You should. You're partly responsible for Great. this. <laughs> you help me out. Uh, what would what would the password be to get into the sexy speakeasy? Yeah, yeah, you need to have a password for a speakeasy. Well, I can't tell you on the air, but uh, <laughs> you get too many people have an access. Yeah, yeah, everyone, everyone's coming in. Yeah. You know, and the dog gets well, nervous. Maybe we'll play Pictionary later, and we'll figure it out for ourselves. Yeah, maybe one of the <laughs> listeners can figure out a sexy password. I know, sex- I know, I got in because I carried the. Blu-ray player and put the TV together. So I, I think I got a lifelong pass. But you can come worse. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't use it. <laughs> oh man, you, you need to name it something like in honor of uh, Wendy being on, like the trashy 
something or other. You know, the trashy spread. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're talking. I like that. (laughs) I think you should only serve like gin cocktails, like gin fizz and stuff. You know, you know, make like classy, uh, classic cocktails. Yeah, we'll do all all the fizzes. All the fizzes. Alka seltzer. (laughs) Alka seltzer. Al cool seltzer. (laughs) Pop pop fizz fizz. Whatever leaf it is up this motherfucker. It's oily in the in the chat. I just want to shake his head disapprovingly. Uh, not that I see yet. Okay, good. <laughs> We're working on it. Oh yeah, it's you better you better continue working on it. No, Come back no. with a better name next week. No one sexy likes speakeasy it. is ter- like who? Do, I mean, you didn't tell it. Your mom, you called it the sexy speakeasy. No, didn't do that. No, no. <laughs> I know. I know. Oliver, your dog hates it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think he. I think he. He honors my feelings and just smiles. Mm. <laughs> he likes it. You know, yeah, dogs. You gotta change that name, man. <laughs> Uh, all right, well let's let's move on. No. Call it the Winchester. Get Why? a Winch, huh? get a Winchester and put it up above the the over the door. The very a sexy Winchester doesn't work. You know, How about like Theater of Pain? <laughs> <laughs> right, like the Motley Crue. Depends Kudak on autograph. what's going on in there. Yeah, that'll be pink lace. It'd be really awkward. Yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> I do know you. I do know you're a dreamer, Raven Shadow. That's true. Back to the drawing board. All right, we'll try it. Now the Winchester. Winchester's good. Winchester's good. Yeah. Oh, the wind, the wind jammer. No, you should do like the Winchester Mystery House and just continue to to rebuild it all the time. Listen to me. Fucking, <laughs> yeah. it took me just fucking have, just have doors that lead to nowhere. <laughs> yeah, to nowhere. <laughs> it took me three months to paint the motherfucker. I'm not, <laughs> it's bad enough. I haven't built the shelves yet. <laughs> I put ceiling fans in though. What do you think of that? It's nice. Yeah, that's true. Oh my god, that thing is gonna fall and kill someone. It's oh. gonna just fucking blast. You off put like it. The wait, you put it up. Well, my dad helped. Oh, okay. oh, good, I, good. I trust a little bit more. What'd you though. do, open the box? <laughs> I opened the door. Yeah, he used, he used his knife to open the box. <laughs> his stimadent. <laughs> it's not easy, Wendy. <laughs> I will tell you this about Raven Shadow's house. Uh, the last two times I was there, like it's got like a, a circle into the from the kitchen into the living room, around into a hallway, and it goes to the bathroom. Uh, and the first time I went around, I swear to God, the bathroom wasn't there. I had to take a different lap before the bathroom what appeared. The I'm not sure what happened. See, this is the Winchester. Things yeah. move now. <laughs> uh, Evil Corny says, Raven Shadow, if you're single and live alone, your whole house is a man cave. At least mine is. Hashtag big ass screen. True. <laughs> it's true, yes. <laughs> Corny's been at work for like four days. Yeah, you get out, Corny? Is it yeah, still like, snowing there in Alabama? <laughs> they got an inch of snow in Alabama. Shit shut down. An inch of snow, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Doesn't take much. All right, so let's uh, talk about what we're going to do tonight. And we are going to be discussing the film Happy Death Day. And uh, this film here is uh, from Blumhouse, the uh, mammoth Blumhouse. Oh, they put out movies? Yes. (laughs) And also the director is uh, Christopher Landon. And uh, so we're going to talk about that flick. And then afterwards... Wendy and Dynamo are going to run down their top 13 comic books of 2017. Aries was pissed about it last week, Wendy. Why? Oh, why? Because he didn't have a list. He was all bent out of shape. The funny part was Aries honestly said, and I didn't think about it until I went home and like laid down. Aries, God of War, honestly said, so uh, we just have to sit here and be quiet? Yes. <laughs> That's kind of his gimmick. Comics. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't said a word yet. Right. Aries, say he's something. Just staring. He's no, look at it. He's, no, you can't. You can't make him say anything. He's no, staring at a sexy speakeasy right there. <laughs> we got a couple of uh, longtime listeners uh, who haven't been here in a while. We got uh, 
Our boy Rocky is hanging out. All right, right, Rocky. He finally, uh, Wednesday without a gig for Rocky, so uh, Rocky's hanging out. And then we also have uh, Creepy Girls hanging out. Hey, baby. And we also have Donnie Davis. What's up, Donnie? Been a while, man. Dangerous Donnie Davis? Yes. (laughs) Dangerous Donnie. Uh, Donnie is is an awesome dude, and he's posted on the FIB, and he's a OTC uh, listener. So thanks for hanging out, Donnie. And... So yeah, so that's what's up for tonight. I guess I'll go ahead and introduce everyone. We already introduced our guest, Wendy. Uh, I am Johnny Wolfenstein, the pencil pusher and producer of media for Trick or Treat Radio, the Deadites, the Grand Guignol Network, and also one of the co-hosts of the Five Hossman Wrestling Podcast and the Outside Corner Fantasy Baseball Podcast, Hmm. which uh, are now all up and running in uh, full effect, and uh, Mars, uh, you and I are going to uh, record another episode of the Five Hossman coming up soon here. Yeah, sure. So should be interesting. Just call me, I'll come. <laughs> All right. And we also have, you just heard the voice, the man, the immortal gunslinger, singer and lyricist for the Deadites, Dynamo Mars. Hi, everybody. And How he you is doing al- today? He is also one of the co-hosts of the Five Hossman Wrestling it's Podcast. It's true. In fact, when you were doing your intro, I had to wait till you got to the outside corner. Uh, I thought I had blinked out and you started introducing me. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wow, these are all my credentials as well. <laughs> we also have the vulgar guru of horror, star of Blood Pig's fetus, and the upcoming Morbid Tales, and one-time contributor for Horror Hound magazine, Monster Zero. Hello, everybody. We have the triumph riding, stage erecting, chief of security, and America's sweetheart, Ares, the god of war. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> America, you're so, you're, you know, you're yeah. so complex. <laughs> you're so complex. You shut the fuck up and have someone else talk, please. <laughs> it's a discussion show. You're so extra, Aries. You're so. He doesn't you know, know what some, that means, so I can say it. You, know, <laughs> you talk too much. You're so com- you're so complex. People are going to start moving into you. <laughs> and his fucking intro has grown even more. This oh my week. lord! It's very exciting. Uh, Wendy, get a snack. Because someone asked for it, for something to be added, so I had to add it. I I, th- I think this intro is going to be is contains more words than the amount of words that Aries, Aries is will say, say all, all episode all, yeah. all night. <laughs> all right, need to take a deep breath. The chain smoking, hand kissing, baby shaking, lorazepam loving, comic book reading nerd, the official smoke chamber for Castle Wolfenstein, the pimper promotions, the Italian rap scallion, the professional bullshitter, the cool principal, and the Parisian bruja himself. Michael Ravenshadow. That's right, John. And you should also add... Proprietor of the Sexy Speakeasy. <laughs> <laughs> and that, too. But you can also... <laughs> He's putting it in there. <laughs> you know what? I, I was counting it. That's 12 fucking things. That's 12. That's 10. This is 11. But you can also add... He knows that's what's funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's how many fingers I have? Um, also, you have to button your pants account. Oh, slow it down. <laughs> only, only if the, what he ends on is a half. <laughs> you can also chalk up the fact that I've now seen the Last Jedi. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm not fucking adding that to yeah. your intro, you thanks, asshole. Thanks Bitch. for calling me asshole. I did. Well, you said you were going to tie it up. Taking all sorts of fucking photos. Yeah. It's been two you know, fucking I, months. I still, I still haven't seen it, but I've been able to piece it together from people's complaints. <laughs> well, here's, here's the thing, Wendy. I, yeah, yeah. So I just like to pretend it's like Porg Porg. Uh, Finn goes to a casino and plays Baccarat. Porg Porg. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, the, the Swedish Jedi? <laughs> 
All right, Raven Shadow. No, no spoiler. What did you think? No spoiler. But listen, I was kind of getting anxiety. I almost like didn't want to see it. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> because I have people who I, I liked who it took, were enjoyed it. It, it took you, um, uh, I guess, a month, a little bit more than a month to see it. Almost a month. It opened on the fifteenth of December. Yeah. Um, and then I have people who I, I know and respect and hated it. And there was like vile hate. Um, and I watched it kind of waiting for the for the. For the first to drop, like what's going to happen? Like Luke's going to touch somebody inappropriately? <laughs> like I mean, what's what's taken by the boathouse? Like, so I'm getting anxiety. I'm like, this is where he fucking touches somebody or something. But I liked it, and the more I thought about it, I liked it more. I just don't understand what the hate, where the hate really comes from. Well. You got to listen to our five-hour and twelve-minute episode about it. That's a good. Se- that's a good segue. <laughs> um, but no, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> but I, I, without spoilers, yep. there was there was a lot of fan theories, and when 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 what happened in the movie didn't match these fan theories that these people put months and sometimes years into. They feel like they got a, a, a shit end of the stick because it wasn't what they wanted. Well, fuck them. Well, they should that, write their own movie. Enjoy that. Wouldn't you enjoy that more? Like, I, oh, I they would. surprised me. That's yeah, cool. I totally would. Absolutely. And I actually saw this past week, I saw someone broke it down on, on Twitter. Someone sh- I saw someone share it. And it was like a 20-tweet sort of rant about why they loved it. And it was, it was really cool just talking about some of the reasons why. I'm not going to get into them, obviously, because, you know, We'll, we'll we'll keep the spoiler free because I know yeah, there's still right, some people who right. listen to the show who haven't seen it, but I liked the story arc that we got of of sort of the character, you know, of of yes, right. of Luke's Luke's story arc. Well, and I thought that it was a very fitting way to to do it. If you listen to our five hour Wrestle Kingdom discussion, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you'll find out that both Star Wars fans and wrestling fans get upset when things don't go the way they think they exactly. Go. Yeah. yeah, what are we even doing here? <laughs> So, it, you know, it, that's, there's no way you can please everyone. And In the sexy speakeasy. Yeah. <laughs> Five dollars extra for a tie swing ride. <laughs> We're going to broadcast live in the sexy speakeasy. We should do that one night. We won't uh, all no. fit. <laughs> We're not we, doing that. Well, well it'll, be, it'll look like a Mox Brothers skit. You'll have to give us all the password. Well, all right. It's got like a... Can you change the password? Like call your IT guy? Well, that's you. <laughs> um, <laughs> can we tell Monza Zero that the password is chlamydia? So <laughs> wait in a room and he can't say it over again. It's, 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 it's like, no, syphilis. <laughs> yes. Fidelio. Is that the password? Nipple. Nipple. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. Treat. Your, treat? Yeah. Wait, your, your intro was a treat? Well, no. Only I, for him it is. Star Wars. <laughs> Who said he was a professional bullshitter? What was that one? Uh, that was um, Julie Meow Meows. Well, she can say whatever she wants. I know. That's why I put it in there, Mars, for you. She's not in the chat room today, is she? Uh, not that I've seen yet. They have, she, you know, she has an inch of snow. I'm nervous about her. <laughs> an inch of snow. Yeah, I'm really concerned about <laughs> her. Why don't you go over there and shovel? Yeah, should take care. Go. I'll be right back. Uh, Aries, there's a question for you. Creepy Girl asks, what's Aries drinking tonight? Same thing I drink every night. Whiskey. <laughs> what kind, you, though? You mean every show, by the way, not every night. No, every he, day, no, every night, night. No, he drinks every night. Can't yeah. ruin his reputation. Just because I leave this bottle here doesn't mean I don't have another one at home. <laughs> or in the truck. Or, Were you all sauced up when we went on our grocery store date the other day? Grocery store Define date. Define sauced up. 
the fine grocery store day. We went. We took a nice ride out to Hudson to go to the market basket and did a <laughs> bunch of grocery shopping. It was nice. Oh, Carlos wants me to add the Baron of Banana Fingers. <laughs> Carlos, <laughs> it's too long as it is. It's it's it, this is turning into like a, a Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast intro. <laughs> You're going to have your own fucking show for your intro. Nice. <laughs> it's like his wallet. If I knew that was going to take, I'm going to start writing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we get we to you know, get moving on because uh, we have yeah. Wendy for a, a, a window of opportunity here. We want to make sure we get everything in. So what we'll do is we'll talk about everything else later on. Uh, we'll, we'll shill some stuff and, and we'll do some of the intro stuff. Uh, so we're going to just hop right into the review. Uh, Raven Shadow, while I get everything set up, why don't you go ahead and tell people what you did to prepare to watch Happy Death Day? Oh, man. You know what I mean? Like, it was nice. I was really... Went for a nice... Uh, also, a mandate with uh, with Aries and uh, buddy Thomas Smythe. Thanks so much. Uh, you you had plans, and I was feeling bad because Dynamo couldn't come because you had other... other Practice got canceled. You didn't even call follow-up. You didn't tell me. You know, I'm going to stop spending time with you guys if you keep on calling them mandates. <laughs> Right, how about bro benches? <laughs> <laughs> bro benches. How about dude journeys? Although a mandate sounds like it's a mandate, like you're required to do it. Yeah. That's what's funny, Wendy. Yeah. It has double meaning. Right. Yes, see? That's the thing, you know what I mean? So after I'm trying to figure out what alliterations to use. <laughs> well, you've always got the Monday mandate Ooh. when you do the game of the week. I like True. that. How about Wednesday? Uh-oh. Oh. I, don't really, I, I, got, I got nothing but W. <laughs> got nothing but W. So I'm, I'm home alone. I got nothing but W, so I have anxiety at home. I'm thinking about Star Wars. I'm feeling bad that Dynamo couldn't come, mm-hmm. even though he told me he had plans. I did. I had practice and some other thing I didn't do that day. But you knew where we were going. I was sad. No. So then I'm sad that Dynamo's sad. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, all right, I got to not think about Star Wars. I got to get ready for a happy death day. Because there's nothing on the CW, so I think I can check this out. And I get excited because it's a PG-13 horror movie. I know that's going to be awesome. So I was to get ready to put that on. Wait, so this movie was PG-13? That's yeah, right. That's what I yeah. said, Wendy. Yeah. It didn't do better. You would think that, that its box office would have done much better. Yeah. Am I right? Because, I, I mean, like, it, it, apparently it was considered one of the flops of the year. And I don't understand why, because Bloomhouse usually makes, like, the surprise hits of the year, you know? Yeah, it is interesting, definitely. So Raven Channel, f- finish your thing. Please. So as I'm, I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking about how it didn't do well. <laughs> and you how, were thinking about that. You know, it didn't really, you know, Blumhouse, it, they're fucking good. They're fucking good. <laughs> Say strap on. So then I strapped on. Yeah. All right. Well, we're not going to break, so it's... What did you, what... <laughs> oh, you got them all excited. You're going to have a cigarette. That's what we do. I thought we... Wendy, listen. I thought we weren't going to go to the break. And then Johnny did all the things that make us get ready to go to the break. Yeah, it fucking psyched you out. So now my feelings are hurt. Well, we're jumping right into the review. So. Well, it, you, you confuse me. <laughs> Good. Doesn't take much, does it? You're not getting a full password. Shit, the alphabet confuses you. I don't want the fucking password. You can't have it. I won't come in to, uh, to uh, fix your tech then. You have to come in. We <laughs> Nipple. Literally, if we all go in, we're like one, like anyone... Like away from being like a reenactment of the cabin scene from a night at the opera. Like no, that's not <laughs> that's not a very big room. It's this size. No, it's this not size? this size. Yeah, it is. I don't think so. It is. It is. All right, let's jump into the movie. All right, so <laughs> like Final Girls, 
Happy Death Day, Happy Death Day from 2017's rated PG-13. It is 96 minutes long. It is a horror mystery thriller, according to IMDb, and is directed by Christopher Landon and written by Scott Lobdell. I think it's from yep. comic Scott Lobdell. Yes, right? it yeah. is. So you see that yeah, tie-in? I, I caught that at the end. I was like, oh. Wendy actually hipped hipped us to that. Yeah, because yeah, I was surprised. I was like, is it the same Scott Lobdell? And uh, yeah, he writes movies now, so good for him. Mm-hmm. He's my boy. He is your boy? Well, not him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not so giving. Figured him, boy. I'm not giving him a password, but yeah. <laughs> All right. maybe a safe word. <laughs> safe word. The <laughs> boathouse. Boathouse. <laughs> <laughs> And the cast, let's see, we have uh, on the cast Jessica Roth, Israel Broussard, Ruby Modine, uh, Charles Aitken, Laura Clifton, Jason Bale, and Rob Mello. By the way, that's David Lee Roth's daughter. It is not. (laughs) It is. She spells her name differently. Well, that's to try to separate herself from the great acting career of her father. (laughs) Why wouldn't she use Lee Roth then? Because uh, that's his middle name. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's right. running Canel Diablo. <laughs> Big bad Lee Roth Brown. <laughs> the synopsis we have here. A college student must relive the day of her murder over and over again in a loop that will end only when she discovers her killer's identity. So this flick, and I do, you guys talked about the box office, so I pulled up some box office here, and it definitely wasn't a flop, especially the way that Blumhouse, their, their sort of business... Uh, model this film the production budget was less than five million and domestically it grossed 55 million wow and if you take if you take into account the foreign it did 59 foreign so total worldwide 115 mil so for a five million for five million dollar yeah that's that's a success yeah maybe not quite as good as they would have liked yeah compared to other blumhouse uh yeah this is on the low end of their list yeah but i got a theory as to uh, uh for why Especially like, for, for instance, like Get Out uh, was another Blumhouse flick, and that did 254 worldwide, which really isn't, I guess, not that much more than than Happy Death Day. It did, you know, it did about double, maybe a little bit more than double of Happy Death Day. What were you going to say, MZ? Well, I'm thinking, you know, I have a theory as to why it didn't do as well. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to get a lot of flack for it, probably. Okay. Uh, but... Uh, the reason why is probably the reason why I didn't go see it, and that's because of the horrid title. I mean, well, if you, what's you wrong go, with the title? I think the title is absolutely dreadful. It's fine. No, it's not fine. Okay, what would you have called this movie? Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. But Happy Death Day would certainly not be it. How about Residue? <laughs> Residue. Don't. Uh, what, no. what what is wrong with this fucking title? Uh, well, first it's like of all, happy birthday, but she keeps dying. Uh, I, happy death day. You oh, gee whiz. Oh, is that what that's all about? Jesus Dude. Christ. Doesn't make it any better. <laughs> it doesn't make it any better. Not to mention the fact it's not an original title. Okay. <laughs> How many movies have original titles none, these days? None. But if you watch, if you, if you uh, go through uh, Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> you go through Friday the 13th, the final chapter. There's a photograph of a cake with, all, with, with Tom Savini and I think Ted White and a couple of the other people. And it says on the, on the cake, to Jason Voorhees, happy death day. Well, And I thought back then, when I first saw that, I thought 
that was just the corniest. I mean, I'm sure what? back then Why they thought. Why is it so corny? I'm, I'm sure back then they thought it was. You know, this is, you know, it was, this is inane. It was. It was. You know, <laughs> a slick inane. little idea. Yeah. You know, a, a, a nice little play you know, on because birthday words, means you know? created. Yeah, means yeah. But, well, this but film it was just it's this just film a had a lot plan. of references to. 80s films and slasher films, so you don't oh think that, that the referentialness of the oh uh, no, sure, may sure. have been an homage to that. Oh sure, I, I, sure. I doubt I, it but that doesn't mean I have to like the title. No, you don't have you to. Don't but like it, but it's title. it's crazy to think that that you were relating the title to why this movie didn't do well. Yes, because it's happened before millions of times. Millions. <laughs> <laughs> examples. Millions examples. of movies have flopped. Examples. Two. Examples. Did you hear that on the news? <laughs> Hold on. Shut up. First Sorry, of all, he's Wendy. speaking. I, I got him to talk. Millions. All right. Millions. Oh, here it's we not go. even like millions of movies. Is hey, that, Wendy, it looks second. like you're going to be staying overtime or you're <laughs> not going to be able to get your list because Wolfie can't shut his fucking <laughs> cock hole. I'm still waiting for the examples. <laughs> Last house on the left. Last yeah. house on the left back in the day was called Night of Vengeance. Did shitty in the box office. Retitled it. Last House on the Left became a smash. Are you sure that the controversies surrounding that film didn't make <laughs> yes. it? No, it's the same movie. Yes. They yes. just changed the title. So you're trying okay, to tell so, me? So you, they they changed the title, re-release it in the theaters, and millions upon millions of people went and saw yes. that movie. Here's another one. Millions. No, Star Wars. No, what it was yes. called originally? Cracker Skywalker goes west. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, made four bucks. Aries, four it was bucks. actually it, it, it's it's not you're, you're getting the number wrong. This is that this phenomenon of a bad name tanking a movie has actually happened. One hundred, comma <laughs> zero, 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 comma. zero comma. No, you, you missed a comma. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. okay, let's. That's one. Okay. What is it? One, one isn't enough. You for you, you, you said, said millions. So I'd like I'll, at least I'll, two. Well, yeah, you think I'm really going to come up with millions? Uh, yes. No, no. Yes, but, name them. But two or three is not beyond reason. <laughs> when okay, you okay. Spout off guy. millions. Okay, give me a second. <laughs> if there's millions, you, you should. Oh, will to... you shut up? <laughs> Do you want us to Jesus play like Christ? End you of can't the world. Shut is... up for two seconds. <laughs> You, you've been hanging around with this guy too much. <laughs> Do you want us to play End of the World as we know it or We Didn't Start the Fire so you could name him? <laughs> we didn't like the title. <laughs> so we're not going to... We're not going. Instead, we're going bowling. <laughs> Let me oh think. Hold on. Things that I'm, I'm agitated I, I know it's now. difficult for you to think, but... I'm yeah. agitated now. Somebody Hold t- on. Take the batteries out of smoke detectors. Hey, I gave you, so far. I gave you one, and that's one more than you expected. What? What was so the that one? should be enough? No, no, no. I figured you had one because you spouted off. And to be fair, that's, and that's I why did. I wanted more than one. To okay. be fair, one is part of one million. It's right in the title. Well, I know that uh, you know, Gleaming the Cube was originally called the Brothers Justice, but that changed. That was no, 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 no. That didn't. That changed yeah, after that the fact. After, that's like, true. That was re-edited the film where they took out all the skateboarding. Yeah. And they just called it a brother's vengeance or a brother's justice. Well, I know that. I was just trying to help him. Don't help him. I was trying to throw him a bone. <laughs> Anytime now. Yeah, we're still waiting. Okay, you don't have to wait for me. Just yeah, we are. We, we are. No, we're, no, we're oh, waiting. now you guys want to shut up. 
You guys are a bunch of dicks. Hey, All hey, of you. Hey, hey, hey. I want to shut up the whole fucking show, but people won't let me. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, people won't let you. You're going to let people do. You, you, you're going to let people. You dragged me into this. What you want. You dragged me into this. I didn't drag you into this at all. You yeah, dragged you yourself into no, it. No, because you pissed me off. You dragged me into oh. this. Another fucking example. <laughs> One or, to zero. Okay, okay, okay. Another okay. example or admit you're wrong. I'm not going to admit I'm wrong. I'll I'll give you another example. Just give me a second, okay? Oh, give me a God. second. We've given you ten minutes because you haven't shut up. <laughs> yeah. I well, you know what? I, because you don't give me enough time to think. I always got to defend myself over your stupid words. <laughs> you, you do realize that 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 dead air isn't that compelling to the people listening, right? It's th- this coming from the guy who barely talks. <laughs> but all you other motherfuckers are talking. I don't need to. Why do I need to cl- crowd the mic? Tiny pickup. <laughs> crowd the mic. Wait, the real one or the fake one? <laughs> Wendy, I'm open for a trashy trio uh, reunion. I, so, <laughs> nothing? So, no, you're wrong. Okay. No, I'm not wrong. We always need a third, you know. J- so. Jay loves me. Uh, we have, uh, let me just real quick, we'll, we'll take a quick break. We'll let MZ think of another one. We yes. have a Raven J drawing. And uh, this is... Um, it's <laughs> pretty close. Is, is that Richard Simmons? It's Richard Simmons okay. in the sexy speakeasy. Jesus. And he's saying, Michael, didn't I say pink, not fucking yellow? <laughs> wow. That's, is that what the sp- sexy speakeasy looks like? It's, it's kind of like the futon, although my futon does have uh, the. It's a, it's a theater futon. And, and more stains? No, no, it's, it's black leather. It wipes off. Um, <laughs> but it's got cup holders. On the hands, yeah. That's pretty fucking great, Raven J. <laughs> That's pretty fucking good. That is good. I bet you do have some curtains like that, though. Uh, I do. I have. Uh, I have. Uh, what do you call the curtains that are just on the top and not in the um, sides? Oh, lines. Uh, no, you no, no. Lines? no. I'm talking uh, about right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Moving Don't on. let him Talk think of anything else. He's supposed to be thinking of movie titles. That's a fucking, That's amazing. I want to frame. Is that, that your new tattoo? Yeah, let's go to my in the room. Let's go on, uh, <laughs> let's go on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> All right, MZ, you can continue to think about Thank you. <laughs> titles. Millions, millions. Happy Death Day is fine. Would you like to call it Birthday Death Day? No. Well, let's uh, throughout the show. Let's throw this out to the listeners. What would your what would your superior title to Happy Death Day be? <laughs> I got one. Yes. Oh, Carlos has one. He says, "What should they name it then? Dead Hogs Day?" <laughs> no. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. How about Ground? Dead. How about dead. how about slashy slashy Groundhog's Day? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Evil Corny wants to know: Did MZ have a bad death day as a kid? I have a bad day every day as a kid. Uh, first time Mike says Fright Night was originally my neighbor is a motherfucking vampire. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good title. <laughs> Raven J said, "This is amazing." <laughs> uh, first time Mike also says Fulci's Gates of Hell was going to be Twilight of the Dead, but Romero's people uh, were going to sue. That's true. That's true. That's Actually, not why I did point. And Carlos says Texas Chainsaw Massacre could have been called Head Cheese. It could have. <laughs> no, that was no. Actually, that was the original title of the film. Head Cheese. Head Cheese. What's that mean? Uh, have you seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Uh, you shouldn't even think about n- n- titles. Uh, well, well, stop asking me questions. <laughs> what's, what's, what's Head Cheese? <laughs> Wait, do you what's not know it? what Head Cheese is? Wait. <laughs> head that- Cheese. It's not what you think is it that, is. Is that the safe word you use for yeah. the sexy speaking? <laughs> head cheese. Head cheese. Oil can. Head cheese, it's, like, it's like a formed uh, meat thing 
that's like all the the gross parts of the meat that they don't want to use, and they just like make it into like a big bologna type mush. Yeah, and it's called head cheese. Oh, they take the, the the nose and the and the eyes and everything, mm-hmm. and they just scrape off all the all the meat off the bone, put it into a big molten thing. It's it's disgusting. Hey, Monster Zero, Dino has a question. Did you learn about head cheese in the same place that you got that figure about a million movies? <laughs> what? <laughs> head cheese is what? in the dark in the sexy speakies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just try- I'm just trying to, f- to suss out your sources. Are you telling me that Night of Vengeance is not the actual title of Last House on the Left? No, I'm trying to tell you that that is one example. Yes, and one is a hell of a lot more than any of you guys thought I was going to come up with. And that should be enough. <laughs> As I said, <laughs> I knew you again. had one. That's why I want another one. Okay, and I'm thinking of one. <laughs> You've been thinking for ten minutes. Yeah. No, because uh, I'm, I'm rattling off. What was what? I'm rattling off in my brain what has been released and did poorly, and then got re-released under a different title. Keep in mind, this is the same fella who's number one on his list of films that hadn't been remade or sequelized. Re- or sequelized, or sequelized. Had been remade four times. That's right, twice. I think. No, it's yep. four. Oh, okay. All right. So first time, Mike says, "Yes, this is the old school trick or treat radio." Hashtag MZ. Let me talk. <laughs> was it FTM? Uh, yes, and then Raven J says Al Snow and Steve Blackman head cheese. Wasn't that their? Uh, it's true. Yeah. Their oh team name? yeah. Was it really? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I heard the uh, Steve Blackman song on my head. Wow, the other day. I forgot all about oh, did that. you? Yeah. Our version of the real one. Our version. Our, our version is the best. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go because this. Yeah, we were even talking about the fucking motherfucker. <laughs> zero fucking examples. No, I came up with one fucking example. Dick nose. <laughs> Don't you know the difference between one and zero? Yeah, but there are there we go. so okay, many fine. that you, you promised. Said yes. Thank you. Let's continue. <laughs> okay, oh, let me ask you a question. Don't ask me any more questions. <laughs> Sit back down and put pour the whiskey in your ears. <laughs> if they change the title of this movie to, to something else, something better, something that none of us have thought of. Slashy, slashy Groundhog Day. I like that. It would make this movie better? I didn't say anything about making the movie better, but but people would see it. What about calling it like Kappa Kappa Die? (laughs) (laughs) Now that's good. That's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. All right. Except for it doesn't relay what happens in the movie. It doesn't have to relay what happens in the movie. To to a certain degree, it does. To a certain degree. Like Hot College Girls and Death, you know? That's pretty much what you're seeing this movie before, right? No, Some of us, baby. PG thirteen went in. Frustrating hour and a half. <laughs> it's like, are we? Are we? Ah. All right, so let's get in. We haven't even started talking about the movie yet. So this uh, this director had uh, the last two films he did were The Scout's Guide to the Apocalypse and Paranormal Activity: The Marked Ones. Oh boy! Did you like the Marked Ones, uh, Mars? I, is I think so. Okay, because I think I remember you saying you did. Yeah, it was like a superhero origin, actually. Yeah, I did. I did enjoy the Mach ones. Yeah. Okay. What, what was that? Was that fifteen? No, that, yes, it was like four. I think right. Oh. It was a million. You guys in your four. numbers. <laughs> um, yeah, I did like, and I I did not like. Uh, it's funny. I was like uh, halfway through the Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. I was like, why does everybody hate this movie? It's fine. And then it literally fell off a fucking cliff when the zombies started to show up. So. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, I still haven't seen that. 
And obviously, we mentioned it was written by Scott Lubdell, who is most known for his comic book work on especially probably Marvel's X-Men titles, right? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that what he's most well known for? Yeah, he's a big Marvel guy. Yes, yes. And so he also did the um, spin-off to Generation X as well. Wait, what? Did he do Generation yeah, did he X? Do- Oh. Yeah, he did like some of those. Like, yeah, some of the spinoffs. X Factor or whatever, yeah. Okay, cool. So, mostly known as a X-Men writer. And uh, now, he, this I think this is his... I think he's done some TV work, but I think it's his first feature that he's written. At least as far as I can tell. And just kind of taking a cursory glance through. So, obviously, when you see the trailer for this movie, if you know anything about this movie, it's very clear they're going for a slasher meets Groundhog's Day, right? right. I mean, that... That much is clear. You yeah. know going in, that's what you're getting. And that's the elevator pitch, right? That's, that's the... Probably, yeah. That's, that's probably exactly what it was. Yeah. Uh, a slasher version of Groundhog's Day. And... Was there... What is sort of like... Was there something before Groundhog's Day? The sort of like repeating yeah. timeline kind of thing? Like, why is Groundhog's Day like always the touchstone for this? I feel like there must have been something before that that had that same concept about repeating it over and over. I'm trying to remember because I'm pretty sure there was. Well, there was that one section. There was that one scene in uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street Four where the scene kept on getting repeated over and over and over again. But that and that was in 1988. Yep. But as far as a whole movie dedicating to that kind of uh, uh, idea, I can't think of one. I can't think of one, and I don't think there was one as popular as Groundhog Day. So. Right. I, I think the big thing is it, I it think there came was a out a million. Yes. Well, this this came out in, <laughs> <laughs> a million. This one came out in 1993 and as far as we're all concerned, this was a movie that we all saw when we were younger, right? So we probably remember fondly. I saw it I saw it a few weeks ago. Well, I mean, awesome. you didn't first see it a few weeks ago. No. I saw it in the theater. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah. I saw it in the theater. I think too. I saw it in the theater too, yeah. The um uh, I haven't s- I'm, I'm talking out my ass because I haven't seen it, but uh, isn't Time Crimes very similar to like a kind of a Groundhog's Day sort of thing? Has anybody seen it? Uh, oh, the Spanish, the Spanish one? Yeah. It was by uh, Nacho Vigalondo. I haven't seen it yet either. I, that's, I've been meaning to, but I haven't seen it. So uh, maybe some folks in the chat room can, can chime in. I bet they have some, some pretty good thoughts on this one. Um, Creepy Girls' Triangle is one. Yeah, but that was more recent than Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Uh, Evil Corny says, uh, and and Raven J both said maybe a Twilight Zone episode. Hmm. Probably, I, I would imagine that that this sounds like it's like it's something that would be a Twilight Zone episode. I've seen most of the episodes, and I don't remember that being a concept for it. Holy shit! In 2013, there's a movie called Blood Punch that's about a time loop. Blood pugs? Blood punch. 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 Blood punch. Oh, blood punch. It's fucking called Blood Punch. <laughs> what if, what if they... The opening day if that were the title. Yeah. yeah. What, if they, what if they name this movie that, MZ? Blood Punch? Yeah. Wouldn't exactly fit the narrative. Right? <laughs> Delta Delta Die, or whatever it is that she said, I I, yeah. I really like. Now, that... that Delta Delta Kill, I think she said, or something like that. Yeah, no. yeah. Delta Delta Die, I think is oh, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. see, that's okay. a good title. <laughs> that's pretty good. So, when we, when we get this flick, we, we, you know, it starts as every day starts, you know, it, it, it repeats. It's, it's her waking up. She slept in this dude's room. You don't know what happened. Maybe, maybe she slept with this dude. Who knows, right? right. And we, we get a sense that the, the lead character, Tree, is not a very good person. Like she's kind of a 
Bad girl. Kind of a shitty girl. And, and yeah, a bit of a bad girl, right? I guess. And so right off the bat, like you kind of don't like her. I liked her. <laughs> because you wanted likes, to fuck the Because you wanted to fuck her. <laughs> oh. uh, no, she's very young and blonde, and neither one of those are things that I'm into. <laughs> so why did you like her then? <laughs> yeah, there must be a million reasons. <laughs> I have a million reasons. She has some uh, chutzpah. Yeah, something about her. Yeah. Something about her. Yeah. Okay. I have a million things. Yeah. He said one. She had a good... Yeah, I said that one. You don't need more than that. Yeah. Uh, the dude... Uh, what's his name? Colin or what's his name? Carter. 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 Yeah. He had a cool dorm room. Why? Well, he had a Repo Man poster. Yeah. yeah he, he had a they they live. Live, uh, poster. Yeah. How's They Live? That's right. Yeah. 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 No, and a Repo Man poster. They no, I saw Repo. I, I said the thing, though, but... Oh. Was, yeah. I, I, the only reason I never remember character names, but for some reason, as soon as they said his name, I got the band name Carter, the unstoppable sex machine stuck in my head. Yes. So, So, and then she, you know, she's going through and as she's making her way through her day, like she's leaving the Carter's uh, dorm and, you know, you see these series of events and you know that they're going to play out multiple times because we've all seen we've all seen Groundhog's Day and we, we know that this is going to become a, a sort of a gag or, or a thing, you know? So we see all these things and uh, there's someone like trying to get her signature. There's like a goth kid staring her down and there's some dude that, who passes out and we have like the sprinklers go off and this dude who's been trying to like, has been texting her, is kind of stalking her. Yeah. So we have all these things that are just, that are just going on. You can tell, as we go through this day multiple times, these are going to come into play. And I thought that was very reminiscent of Groundhog's Day, which I thought was, was cool. And I think they did a good job of kind of utilizing those and having these, these sort of touchstones, I guess, throughout, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. I have a question. Yeah. So now her ringtone was a song proclaiming that it's her birthday. But who has a ringtone for just one day? And she didn't want anyone to know it was her birthday. Yeah, yeah exactly. Kind of, yeah, that threw me too. <laughs> it's like, how'd you know it was my birthday? Because your fucking phone's been going off for three hours. <laughs> I got, I got a bunch of them. I got a bunch she of them had actually. Switched to that ringtone, like at some point during the night, like to decide, like, hey, I want my birthday ringtone. There's yeah, probably a million like, reasons yeah, why. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually have, a, I have a whole litany of them. I have a ton of them, Wendy. If you, I can go through them now. Let's well, I, 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 it's Hopper Day. It's Hopper Day. It's Hopper Day. Well, no, I, any with Captain, uh, was that yeah. Ro- Captain Rocket or whatever? It sings your birthday? Uh, hey, hey Mars, it's your birthday. It's your birthday. I'm in charge of the stars. Well, I, I'm not up on the technology, but <laughs> I remember years ago there was a, you could buy a, a ringtone that if someone called you, they would hear a song as they were listening to your phone ring. Yeah, but it, would, it right. wouldn't. So. It's not beyond reason that you could pick a ringtone that someone would hear if you call them. Oh, it's Captain Zoom. They did the birthday But song. you hear it. Yes. That, that if I picked a ringtone, that if I called you, you would hear the ringtone I picked. But you as somebody who doesn't want people to know it's, that he <laughs> yeah, has a birthday. birthday. Why would you even? But her father, I mean, great, this is far-fetched, but her father could download an app that lets him pick. Decide what ringtone she hears when he calls. Does that say, exist? I, I don't. It's I, not beyond reason. Is, Don, is her father king? Hold on. Donnie says <laughs> I don't remember this, but Donnie says that her roommate said it. Oh yeah, no, you're right. 
Oh. Yeah, she did say that. Okay, all right, thank you. Oh, but, set it. But then her yeah. roommate has a password to her phone, and this that girl's got way too much access. Oh, we all know it's Boathouse. <laughs> <laughs> it's Raven Shadow's safe word. <laughs> She's got. <laughs> so thank you, Donnie. Yeah, the roommate had had said it. So there, there you go. And okay, thank you, thank you, Donnie. So we keep reliving this this day over and over, and at, well, actually, before that, at the end of the day. She is sort of going to this party, and she's in this dark alley, and then all of a sudden somebody with a mask on, who is the, the mascot of their school, it's like a baby face, which I mean, is sure. fucking a weird... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did anybody else think that's what Aries looks like if he shaved? <laughs> I've seen it once. <laughs> once, yeah. It's fucking weird. Yeah, shaved his head and shaved, got rid of all that wookie hair. <laughs> oh. You know what it kind of looked like? Don't that say baby face. Hath's away. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no, it, it kind of looked like it kind of looked like the uh, the walking doll from Deep Red a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't think of it, that, but I guess I could see it that. It sort of looked like maybe kind of like a younger version of that. It sort of looked like the baby from Dead Alive, especially the scenes where they had like a full size person <laughs> yeah, running yeah. around in the baby. Scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> so, so yeah. So at the end, she she encounters. It's kind of like in a, this dark sort of like tunnel. Encounters this kind of a toy that that's going off and then the dude with the baby mask shows up and then ends up killing her she's dead the minute she dies she wakes up the next day and relives the day again so we don't need to go through it all it, it that's what happens and she keeps reliving the same day over and over and she starts getting a little wiser to all the clues that she's yeah. getting with every day that passes and there you know it's it's funny because some days like there's one day where where she just goes out naked you know, because yeah, what, what's the big deal? I'm just going to die and redo it all over again. I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I liked her uh, spying on the dude when she realized that that guy was gay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. great. That was pretty funny. <laughs> I was glad she was able to, like, you know, help him out. I was, I was very happy for, exactly. for her uh, eventual, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, starting to have morality or whatever, you know. Like, yeah, become a better person because <laughs> I feel like that's the, that's the key to all these Groundhog Day things is that you have to evolve and become a better person. Yeah, I, I guess that, that that's a good you know good point to say. You know, she she had realized that she was a bad person and and she did a lot of shitty things to people and she treated them poorly. And when you're forced to relive these things every day, I think I think it's easy to see like, oh shit, I'm a terrible person. You know, like mm. I'm not I'm not a good person because you're forced to relive. And think about how you react to each situation. So I thought that was really interesting. To it, it has been a while since I've seen Groundhog Day, so I don't remember if if that was a, a major theme of it. Yeah, that's the punchline. That's okay. So Mars didn't say it on. on that was the punchline. Yeah. Okay. It's literally been ten years at least since I've seen it. So, yeah. but you know, but she, she kind of is reliving these moments and what realizing. What do you fucking watch on Groundhog's Day? <laughs> I, nothing. <laughs> you really are a heathen. <laughs> Who else here watches Groundhog's Day and Groundhog's Day? I don't know. It's Groundhog Day. This is my shadow. <laughs> so, and and I thought that that was, you know, I thought that was cool that we got sort of this this look at her morality, and she realized that hey, I'm you know, I'm I could probably be do, be reacting differently to certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention before we get too deep into it is her soror- sorority mate Danielle was fucking ridiculous. Are there oh. actually real people like that? 
I, oh, I think there are. Yeah, I've oh, read yeah. a lot about. I've read a lot about like weird sorority stuff, and I think because like they do, they control like what you eat and and what you wear, and like there's all kinds of weird sor- sorority rules. I mean, if that's the way it is, I'm glad I never went to college, man. It seems like a total well, hell hole. You wouldn't have been in a sorority, my friend. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, nor would I want to be. You can't be, you asshole. Kappa. Why? Kappa Kappa Zero. <laughs> Kappa Kappa Cap in your ass, bitch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Gabba <laughs> weave. Um, I, I think, uh, so here, here's one thing that, in, 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 and I, I have a little bit of insight on. Into sororities? Uh, kind, yes. <laughs> I had binoculars once. Yeah. <laughs> um, though Tiny, I don't know if there's sororities at Becker, um, but Tiny and I would... Uh, scale the walls of Becker College and steal things that people would leave on their ledge, like beers and stuff like that. Not to drink them, we would shoot them with arrows. But <laughs> first time Mike actually said the mask of the killer reminds me of the laughing doll in Deep Red. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. But um, uh, a lot of the like my assistant, uh, who you've met, I think Wolfie, her friends, some of them were like those like mean girls. Yeah, like you'd, like you'd see. So like I, I like. This movie, like... I think it was a caricature. Like, yeah. I think it, they, they definitely went a little over the top. I can tell you that, like, this was not a super un... Uh, in a John Hughes sort of way, like you say, it was, like, you know, it was turned up to 11. Yeah, But yeah. this was not a totally inaccurate version of okay. the priorities and, and stuff of young... You know, like, I was literally, like, it was a total culture shock for me the first couple of years because I was surrounded by... 18 year old women you know and, mm. and like th- their priorities are obviously not the same as mine so you know and there were and there were more of them than there was me so you know but this is pretty accurate to those uh those crazy those crazy girls yeah yeah and uh Leanna is now in the chat room and she says as a girl in college that's not the sole collegiate experience <laughs> But I do know that, and uh, T-Dog was actually, kind of reluctantly, was in a sorority for her last year, and she did say that a lot of that stuff did, you know, a lot of that stuff does kind of happen, yeah. so yeah. I mean, there's some shitty things that happen. I knew Hope said that's why she didn't want to join a sorority yeah. or shit like that. Yeah, yeah. That is nauseating. So, you know, so th- there was some annoying bits of it, and you could kind of see, so one of the other r- running themes here is that she's kind of running away from some some issues. Her mom had died three years prior, and and also she's kind of avoiding her dad. You know, every every morning, what wakes her up is her dad calling her. You know, so and and she never calls him back. And it, there's this kind of this theme about her. And as it gets further on, and you, and you get to see the days unfold, that she is avoiding things and she's sort of hiding from her from her past and hoping that things will just kind of you know if she ignores them, they'll go away. Is kind of the thing, you know. You know, I I wonder if uh, when she goes to the party and that dude lures her, lures her into his like a uh, sexy disco room. Yes. Is that sexy, sexy speakeasy, right? Sexy speakeasy. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. It's my finished product. You got lights and everything going, look going like on. That? I do actually. I got. I got. I have. I do have like like flashing Raven lights. I really oh, do. Is, oh, is it you oh. just flipping the switch up and down? Fucking <laughs> neon lights and everything. Ollie likes that. My dog. Neon neon paint with black light. Oh, Sorry, Wendy. Please continue. Sorry, you, as you <laughs> That's all. You know, oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would totally be, be lured into a sexy disco room. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so this, she's already, 
died once at this point. Like she meets the the killer in the alley, and this is the second night, and she's kind of like, I thought that was that was kind of interesting because when the dude answers the door when she goes to the party, he's wearing that mask, like he's wearing the. Uh, you know the the school mascot mask, and she punches him like right away. Oh, that's uh, great, yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny. And then later on, he also puts it on again to scare her. So we're kind of at this thing where we don't know if if it's the killer or if it's the the dude that's kind of like fucking around with her, you know. So I thought that was that was that was kind of interesting. And each time that she dies, and this isn't getting into spoiler territory really, but each time that she dies, she dies in a different way. And I thought yeah. that that was that was pretty cool, and I liked that they took that opportunity to just sort of like show different ways. It was it was kind of like because in a slasher you see all these different deaths, right? But when you kill the same person over and over, you're imagining you're going to get the same kill over and over. But I thought that was interesting how she tried to circumvent the the rules, so to speak, or right, right. or to yeah. try to get away. But no matter what, she would always die. You know, my favorite thing about it was I liked the fact that there are actual stakes. Because she, she would endure bodily injury. Yeah. Every day. You know, I thought that was different. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, like really when she would wake up the next morning, she would have uh, she, she would have a certain injury or yeah, yeah. or or, or something just, that would relate. It just caught up to her. It wasn't to, that she had those same injuries, but it was definitely taking a toll on her body. Like I mean, like this is one scene where where I, I had a really good laugh at when. Um, she decides, I won't say, uh, well, I guess it doesn't really matter, but um, there's one scene where she decides to hang herself, and then she wakes up the next morning with Dad's oh, the, phone ring, and then yeah, she the cracks neck, her neck, yeah, yeah. and I got a good chuckle out the, of that, um, so that. She does cool. state when she is at the diner uh, towards the end that every time she comes back, she's getting weaker. She doesn't really um, yeah, yeah. go into exactly how, but like just sort of like... There's a time uh, limit. Yeah, she feels like she's running out of lies. So, yeah, exactly. She said, "I think she the the, the line was, I feel like a, a cat running out of nine lives or something." So, yeah, so it was interesting how each day unfolded. And then there was one time when, and once again, we'll we'll try to tiptoe around this, but she tells Carter, the guy who's who's uh, uh, dorm she slept over, she kind of tells him what happened, and he doesn't think she's crazy, which you know. Her roommate thought she was crazy, right? When she right. tried to tell the roommate, and Carter kind of was like, "Okay, like, yeah, I, I, you know, he's going along with it." And then he actually brings up some interesting points, of, you know, and then so she gets kind of inspired to to try to like solve the the mystery, I guess, of 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 her dying and to figure out how to break the cycle. And when that happens, I thought that was really cool. They did kind of a a montage of like several days in a row where she finds out something right. new. Right. Which I thought, like, I feel like that's a writer's fucking Yahtzee right there. Because they managed to have a... This is one of the most referential films I've seen in a long, long time without being, like, a sort of meta thing, like Scream. Without, yeah, yeah. like, really rubbing your face in it. Uh, but, you know, it does it does kind of toe that line a little bit. And it did the 80s teen movie montage, but it also served the mechanics of the film. Yeah. Something I, I, really, I really enjoyed. Yeah, enjoyed that and, element, and I think that the movie really picked up at that point because we we set the tone, we get a good feel for what the movie is about, what the world is about, and then at that point, I feel like it really kind of ramped up and and was it was just a really good way of advancing the story while giving you little little bit sized pieces to give you enough information. I, I I that's when I really started to get more interested in the film when that happened. So 
and, and well, also it showed her as being smarter. It showed yeah. her as as evolving and yes. and really yeah exactly like she wasn't just this dumb sorority bitch at that point. It was, yeah. it was like she was actually someone actively invested in in picking people off the list. You know. Yeah, and I thought that was cool where she made a list of names of people and she would kind of cross them off as she found out that they couldn't have been the killer because you know like they ended up dying or something happened to them and she realized that they weren't the killer so she was crossing them off and i thought that was a that was a cool scene and it's the it's interesting to see how she realizes and i I mentioned this earlier how she's a bad person as she relives these days over and over and you can see each day she reacts a little bit differently to one of those situations right to kind of signal like hey she is realizing the error of her ways and growing you know and the true test is when she deals with stuff with her family like the the family stuff that's coming up and i thought that was really like a, just a cool thing because it's showing her growth and it's showing her like dealing with her problems which you know ultimately i i'm, I'm trying to tiptoe around this because there's no real there's not a big explanation as to why this happens not that there needs to be, but, uh, you know, why she's reliving each day over and over. But, you know, like, it, it's a perfect sort of mechanic for her to grow as a person. It's a great way to show that. And I thought I they were just really there ingenious. I any reasoning. I liked that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just a thing. And also, I was convinced. Was anybody else convinced that, like, her deaths were, were connected to, like, her mother's death? Was anybody else like, oh, it's got to be somebody who killed them both? Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't uh, think that, but that makes sense. I did because I feel like Scream was part of this film's yeah, DNA. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I thought. You know, so I thought that, uh, and I'm glad, you know, that it did pan out the way that it did, but I, I felt like it was, I, I felt like it was almost a sure thing that it was going to circle back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it started, and uh, when the big reveal came about, uh, it started to feel a little bit more like a Twilight Zone episode, which I was really... I'm like, okay, I'm digging this. I really like that they are... Because it wasn't like that at all uh, throughout the entire movie. And then at certain points, it started to become, well, maybe this is like a Twilight Zone episode. Then it started adding more to it. Uh, like it, uh, like like you would say, Dynamo, it would have like three or four different end, uh, three or four endings. It could have ended at this point. It could have ended at this point. Well, I, not, think it, I think it ended, yeah. I think it ended on, on a, a, a perfectly logical point i agree and and not that it was a in fact no what's funny about it is that i was if this movie ended like it looked like it was ending i would have been dissatisfied because i felt like despite everything else that was going on i felt like it was just like almost like an arbitrary jump that got made to get that yeah that information but i i i I do not not that this film had any elements of a jalo but it did have uh, it's definitely a bit of a whodunit. So yeah, oh, it sure. did. It yeah, did have sure. some of the things like I love in slasher films when, like I've always said in uh, in a new beginning, that the screenplay was actually written so subversively, kind of brilliantly that once you knew that, once you knew the oh, I'm going to spoil it. Once you knew that Jason wasn't Jason. Mm-hmm. Whoa, the, what the fuck, the, man? There was, there was actually like... I was just going to watch it tomorrow. <laughs> there was actually all these red herrings that 
uh, all these other characters. Part of whoa, whoa, <laughs> could, Jesus could, Christ! Uh, hey, she fought it in the movie. I can burp on the radio. <laughs> uh, there are all these oh, yeah, things that uh, I hated that part. Oh. Why? Why would you hate it? I don't. I don't like gas. I don't like flatulence. I don't. Ugh, you farts. don't. You don't have flatulence. No, farts are disgusting. Italians you don't, don't. You never fart. Where, where is he going to store the gas? Look at him for Christ's sake. <laughs> Who's your tag team partner? Well, yeah, he's got enough for both of you. Yeah. That's right. Gaseous clay. Gaseous clay. But yeah, there's a, there's a uh, there is a there is a cool like go back and watch it. And there are all these like red herrings that are in there that the killer could be. Oh, I loved it. I loved see, it. Yeah. See, I, I I thought the killer was telegraphed, and I knew exactly who the killer was. So the, you wait. You knew it. Yeah. You figured it out? Yeah, immediately. Right from the get go, yeah. I knew exactly well, who it was. Well, in retrospect, it's very obvious. Because oh, not in retrospect, yeah. no, right in, from the in, beginning. No, no, no. But what I'm saying to me, who I didn't know, okay. once it comes, it's like, oh, because yeah, yeah. there's yeah. some information that only one person knows. And, you know, I mean, at the risk of, of a spoiler. Uh, Take it easier. But fuck it, I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah, no. I mean, at the, at the, the, uh, the mislead, I was annoyed. Was too well, not annoyed, but I was like, I don't know that this. Like, well, sounds like this makes no absolutely no sense. Yeah, that's, I feel that like we're watching like Shocker all of a sudden. Yeah, that see, that Shock-ma? seemed like a <laughs> Shocker. Shocker. No, I, no, I know, I know what Aries means because it seemed it seemed like that was um, like a Ixnay on the shock me. Like a like maybe a <laughs> like a last second uh, addition to just sway the audience to I, throw them off. Which is very Which is very Giallo. Like all yeah. In a, a new a new person who could be the killer in the last yeah. minute. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's actually That's, like it happens all the time. Actually, now that you say it, I I I hadn't thought Giallo like it just didn't occur to me because. But now that you mention it, like absolutely, I think that the way it ended was sort of like a Giallo. It's well, like oh f- well. I here's something you maybe didn't even think of. As or, a frustrated screenwriter, I can tell you that there's always room for Giallo. Mm-hmm. There's always room. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no black with the gloves there. I was a little disappointed nobody yeah. had black with the gloves. Yeah, you, right. You know what is uh, also um, my dumb joke made me lose my very logical thing that I wanted to say. <laughs> oh, I saw a very funny uh, gif once that um, sh- I can't remember what Giallo it was, but when they revealed the they they like were doing like. Someone was getting stabbed like a ridiculous amount of times and not dying, and they were doing like, uh, like body blow, body blow, like in, in like Tyson, and then the person like took their mask off, and it's like now enter a new player. Oh yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's see what else. What else do I have here? Oh, one thing, Raven Chat. I thought you would appreciate is uh, the roommate, the 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 friend who sl- uh, slept in his car. Yes, and he was said that it smelled like hot pockets and feet. Yes, yes. I thought you might appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite aroma. That's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's his favorite incense. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, hot pockets and he's, feet. Yeah, he's it's got like a, fucking my. Uh, he's what, got Axe your body house, spray. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's got like, Axe body spray. Of that think, stuff. I was thinking about this. Like, like I think I would have enjoyed this movie a lot more if I were fifteen. Yeah. Like, do you, is this the type of thing that you really would have liked if you were a teenager? I don't know. Oh, I, 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 would, so. I, I would. I would. So. Yeah, I, I think so. No, no, no. Speaking as, I mean, as as a male, as a teenage male, I would have been very pissed off. There's, there's no boobs in this. Yeah. <laughs> That's 15 <laughs> year old Aries. Don't get mad, John. <laughs> well, to be honest, yeah, I was a little annoyed that there wasn't any boobs in it right now. Yeah, none of the kills were very graphic. No, that's that's the one thing I will say is I think I think the PG thirteen rating was rating. fine except for down. the kills because this is a sla- this is essentially like a slasher film. It mm-hmm. it should have some better kills than that. And and what happened was I mean they they took the 
you know, they had a bit of a budget, so they could have done some, you know, they definitely could have done some gore gags in this, but... It, but, they, they, but but they were smart in, in, in how they... Well, I understand they orchestrated it was, it was a choice. Because there were, yeah. a, there, they, there were a bunch of deaths in here that, that didn't need any violence. That didn't need any gore, I should say. But the... the well, especially because the she, kills she were comes effective. back. Yes. I have but one. I mean, this, this movie could have probably gotten a PG rating. Well, I don't know about that. Uh, not probably not with the the you know with the material. I actually have no fucking clue though to be Maybe honest back because then they, it probably would have because yeah I, in the in the eighties probably yeah I I I just watched I, uh, like I just crammed all the available episodes of uh, the Grant Morrison inspired Happy. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And that oh, shit yeah, that yeah, shit's violent. You know. Have you seen it yet, Wendy? I haven't watched it yet. I think it's streaming on Sci-Fi. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. All right, I got to catch up with that. Yeah, I think I'll, I think you'll dig it the most. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it's funny because I really didn't like the comic, but I hear it's actually better than the comic. So oh, I would agree it's better. But I did like I liked the comic in the sense where I liked it. I enjoyed it in it. It wasn't like uh, it was one of the first things where they got back to telling like uh, reasonable stories. It wasn't Grant Morrison telling a twelve-issue story with. With <laughs> right. like with five one shots like around it, and here's a here's a classic Raven J. I don't know if you guys remember Gassy Freddy Blassie and Gaseous Clay. <laughs> it's a classic Raven J right there. Sexy, yeah. right? <laughs> Mars as uh, Gassy Freddy Blassie, I think. And uh, Raven Shadow, you're Gaseous Clay. I don't know if I should be. Yeah, <laughs> everyone knows. He's got the physique right. That's just pretty close. <laughs> everyone knows how much I love uh, Classy Freddy, though. That's yeah. true. It's- that's amazing, Raven J. Pencil blast, geeks. blast from the past. So let's start to wind this down a little bit. Was there anything uh, anyone wanted to discuss that we haven't brought about yet? No. Um, one thing they did in this that almost every repeat timeline movie does that uh, I'm very annoyed with is regardless of how long it takes them to get to the scenes that establish the repeat of the timeline, yeah. everything happens exactly the same. Didn't matter how long it took her to leave that dorm room, she always met the the, the creepy uh, techno guy. The sprinklers yeah. turned on at the same time. She bumped into the guy in the same corner. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter if she if she spent ten minutes in that room or two minutes in that room. She mm-hmm. always everything happened exactly the same point. Yeah, there was a couple times when it didn't. Like for instance, when the roommate sometimes the roommate didn't come in the door. Um, you know when he you know knocked on the door and. Right. Uh, that didn't always happen at the same time. So some of the things didn't. But yeah, for the, for the most part, I, I think you're right. I think they did. And it seems like maybe they shouldn't have happened at the same exact time. Um, Donnie actually has an interesting point. He says, and he it sounds like he, he owns this on, on Blue or, or DVD. And he says that uh, special features on disc explain why they did not show her dead. He says her day started over right before she would die. So oh. that makes sense. In that case, if if that's what they're going for. Maybe maybe even a throwaway line about that might might have been might have gone a little ways to sort of like you know assuage the the the, the feelings of the gorehounds you know like wow oh, why didn't they show that and you know I think it would have been cool to to, to maybe have some sort of reference to it but, but I, I understand well it's not even that they didn't show her dead it's that the the shot was you know at the start of the swipe rather than the end of the swipe. You know, they didn't show the impact into her. It was where he started his swing with whatever weapon. Yeah. 
Right, yeah. Yeah, it would be like a POV of him with an axe mm. or something, right. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, once again, I mean, I feel this is really a, a, a great movie for, like, young girls who want to start watching horrors. You know, yeah. I think, like, if I were 12 or something, I'd really be into this movie. Yeah, it's like Fisher-Price, my first horror. Yeah, great. <laughs> I'm, I'm not young, I'm not a girl, and I'm not starting to watch horror movies. So. But at the same time, I feel like, as me, who's been watching horror movies and... Uh, again, I feel like this had a, a, quite a few, uh, some really glaring ones, like references to, you know, 80s movies and stuff like that, I, and slasher movies and, and the slasher genre in general. I agree with you guys 100%, but I also think it served two masters in the sense where I enjoyed seeing these things that, like, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's a, a 16-year-old may not catch, you know? 16-year-old's yeah, probably yeah. not going to catch... That and I marked out big. That super overt refer like visual reference to sixteen candles. You know, like you know what I was I, that actually annoyed me because you don't have a uh, heart. <laughs> I have a heart. It's black, but it's there. <laughs> Why don't you and Michael Ravenshadow go in another room? I'll put a cake in between you and sing So sometimes I think I prefer. Sometimes I prefer more nihilistic movies. Uh, I, I think in when they're too like kind of sugary sweet, they just they just kind of lose me. But this one, like this movie, was just kind of like cute. <laughs> like well, it was cute, you know. Like, like, like I, I hate to like the sexy re- were cute. <laughs> re- reduce it to that, but it was just kind of a cute movie, and I liked where it went. And it it's not the typical. Like the the typical direction I want my horror movies to take, but for this character, this was a a great arc, and I loved from where it started and where it finished, and that I think to me was was kind of the hallmark of of this. Is like I, I was like, okay, well, I was along for the ride. I liked a lot of what happened, and I liked where she ended up. I only have one major complaint about the whole thing, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the end, like even more so than like. You end up thinking, like, I, I get pissed when this happens in slasher sequels, and I get pissed when it doesn't happen. But this was even more so, like, <laughs> what do you say to the fucking cops that you push somebody out a window? Well, yeah, there was a couple. There was, <laughs> oh, yeah, she shouldn't have been in the diner at the end of that movie. Right. Yeah. She should have been in the fucking stale clean Alcatraz. And also, what, whatever, before the last day, what, what she did to the killer, like, I... Right. Or was it the last day? No, it was the last day. Yeah, yeah. I, I I thought like that. Whatever she had, because she 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 basically held someone up. Right. Like, how do you get out of that situation? You know, right. like. Right. Well, you know the, oh. the the ending could the the ending could very easily be the start of a whole new day. And, sure, sure. And and we could get a sequel out of this. It's it it's ripe for a sequel. One other thing, God, no God. one has mentioned, I, and it's not really a spoiler because it didn't go in this direction. But did anyone think that Carter had anything to do with all, with any of this? I hope not. Yeah, I didn't yeah, think I, so. That, that thought passed. Oh, because <laughs> there's there's one scene when she finally divulges and and lets him know what happened. He's walking with her. They're walking kind of in the you know in the outside of the dorm room and he's like oh i took a class on cognitive uh dreams or whatever like he mentioned something like that and then when she says yeah i wake up every day that it's the same day over and over and like he had this like almost like a a smile on his face like he had achieved something like like oh that that happened like because well, then i, re- I rewound it and i was like that's interesting and i was because i was looking for for you know for 
you know, for who the killer was. And I just thought that was really interesting. And, and I wonder, I don't know, I still wonder if he was somehow in, involved in, in well, why this happened. I wondered uh, the class that the, the professor guy was teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was wondering if it was going to be something like he was teaching some sort of metaphysical blah, blah, blah. And somehow he would have been right, involved right. in that. And that didn't right. pan out either. Yeah. Yeah. So it is interesting. I, I, I I think there was enough red herrings to make this fairly interesting. I, I actually didn't like the direction they took the end. That's my only real issue with it. Because I guess I was so into the this sort of like happy ending. And I, and, I, and I was half expecting a twist. And the twist that I got wasn't quite... It didn't go all the way. You know, like if it was going to be a twist, I wanted it to be a Twilight Zone-like twist. And it didn't go all the way there. And I, I just thought that it was like a twist for the sake of having one. And it just didn't really commit. I don't know. Like, it, that's what kind of bugs I kind me. Of well, maybe dis- they're trying I kind of disagree. Okay. Because I feel like this film does what all good mysteries do do. Do do. Is <laughs> that they... Uh, it, it's, it's really quite linear and quite simple who it is. Like, there's certain things that the killer knows that they throw in your face a million times that no one else knows. You know sure, what I mean? Sure, so it ha- sure. you know what I mean? So like it has to be Well, I, I get that. It just I just thought it was like and it made sense. I'm not saying, you know, it absolutely made sense, but I just thought it was a bit of a just like, oh, that's it? Oh, uh, that's Well, I mean they lame. it is hinted at up until a certain point where they flat out tell you. Right. I you know, I don't want to spoil it, but they you know, they pretty much flat out tell you. Yeah. I, I knew the first time we saw that character. Yeah, oh no, I'm not. I'm not arguing that point. Like I said, it wasn't. I it this was, on my slasher podcast. One of those. I feel like I'm having deja vu because one of those guys said that same thing, and they were all like, "Are you fucking sure? Like, like, like you're full of shit." Really? But like the same thing. Like as soon as they 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 said that they saw it when they saw that character in the fucking trailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were like, oh, "That's really? the killer." Yep. Really? Yeah. And like everybody's like bullshit, but well, I don't know if really? I buy into that. I'll I'll have to watch the trailer because uh, I was because I, I, I mean I for reasons you know not that I had any reason, not that I had any uh, uh, idea what the reason would be, but I w- I caught on pretty early on to know who the. It's interesting. I I had I had well. no idea, no idea. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm disappointed when it, when it finally went and it, all the pieces, like all the tumblers, like fell together. I did feel like a bit of an asshole, but I really feel like I, all jokes aside, how we were talking about, there was something about this character in Carter to a lesser degree, but that I, I feel one of the things they failed in this movie was she was supposed to like have like spit on an Uber driver and be a, a complete bitch. Yeah, and I just never really bought it. I would agree with that as well. Like, well, I guess the thing is, we don't really see her. Be- we just see that first time when she is, you know, that kind of bitch character, right? right. And then she kind of softens up. So we don't really. It, it's it's difficult to make that leap of like, oh, well, she could be a terrible person because yeah. we're seeing the the you know the the, the very point. yeah the turning point exactly the Charles turning point. I mean, she's she's not Sydney Prescott, and she's certainly not no. like Laurie Strode. But right. there's right, right. like. Uh, she could, you know, she's not. She's not the. Uh, I don't know what the what you call the the head of the bad girl sorority, but like she's not that girl. She's no. Not the Heather, she's right? Not, yeah. she's Heather, not really? The Heather. Oh, she, I was going to say that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I feel she's more playing the part of that because she's in the sorority that she feels she needs to be that bitchy. That all these bad things that she did 
was in the presence of one of her sorority sisters. Yeah, like there's a reinvention of almost of her uh, where she's trying not to be the person she was when her mother was alive. Right. You know, like she's almost like acting out. So, yeah, that's a lot more than I thought this movie uh, now, was. Now, I mean, that, that being said, I felt the whole redemption with every character that she had interaction with was a bit much. They could have had a, like, that whole redemption scene could have been cut in half. Yeah. Didn't, wasn't necessary to have all that. You're full of hate. I'm not full of hate. Right. Really, did you need that much redemption to know that she is a good person now? I did. Cute buster. Aries hurt my feelings. <laughs> we got to get on with this list. Oh. Well, it looks like some people in the chat room were saying we the stream stopped, but it seems to be going for me. So, I don't know. Uh, hopefully, everyone... Uh, can let us know if it's fine but um real quick in the chat room and then we're going to go to the uh, verdict <laughs> uh mars your buddy uh keith is hanging out in the chat room oh how you doing man and thank uh, you very much for uh for snow blowing me out today whoa, whoa. What? Oh, yeah is that what you, is that what you do on snow days yeah, yeah behind a boathouse <laughs> folks <laughs> unnecessary uh liana says that uh we're uh aries is really getting into the grump tonight Tonight? <laughs> have we met? And uh, Donnie says, yeah, many times she should have been detained by cops, hostage taking, uh, threatening cops. <laughs> well, I mean, granted, a lot of times she died before she would have been detained. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, the cop scene kind of annoyed me. Why? I did a jig in front of a policeman. And he almost fucking hauled me away. Let alone put a knife <laughs> on his head. Why? Well, because, like, I mean, obviously something's askew. She's wearing, like, you know, lab. She's wearing, like, hospital gown. But just tell the cop what was going on. Like, which time were you talking about? Were you uh, the pullover? The pullover. Pulled over? Oh, yeah. the pullover. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. That scene was pretty awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, but you <laughs> know what? Wasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For all the cop knows, she's you know an escaped mental patient. What's that right. mean? Or like, she's in a sorority prank or something, you know? Like, but yeah. you know what? You you detain and then and you figure, figure it, out. it out. Right. Fair. Yeah. The, the, oh, sorry. That that scene was cool though. That happened after though. I did. You know what? That was overkill. Oh, jeez. Literally. <laughs> Aries can't get to sleep. All right, so he let's... He thinks about the car exploding. <laughs> no, no, not that. <laughs> oh. The, the whole literal overkill. I, I, she gets killed every a, night. There's a spoiler. I don't, don't want to get into it. I was a huge mark for those scenes. Day after day. You know what? Aries off dear. air. All right, let's go to... Tell me off air. Let's go to the verdict. <laughs> Trick or treat, baby. I wonder if people would say you're a trick or a treat. Trick or treat, motherfucker. All right, verdict time. We're going to let you know whether this flick was a trick or a treat and any final thoughts we may have. Uh, let's start with MZ. Oh, hey. Uh, yeah, I, I turned out to uh, really enjoy this a whole lot more than I ever expected. And... Uh, uh, yeah, you know what? The 15-year-old me really would have dug this as well because it does hold on to that whole 80s slasher vibe, and I do love the 80s slasher vibe. Um, I thought the performances were really, really good. Uh, I can't say too much about the score or the soundtrack. I really I wasn't actually, paying too I much actually loved that. it. It was uh, uh, Bear McCrary uh, did the score, and I, I thought it was great. That's actually one of the notes that I had last really? night. I, had was, I, I, wasn't I really paying, enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't pay too much attention to that, but... The um, thing I liked is each kill scene had a different score. Like it didn't re. It did, yeah. yeah. It oh yeah. 
cool. Yeah, and I didn't. I, I was looking for it to see if they reused because I liked the music. The first time she died, that felt very like eighty slasher to me. And I was expecting to hear that music over and over because you know, like you get themes in music where, like for instance, like Darth Vader has his theme, and right, right, you know, right. Princess Leia has their theme, and whatever. So I thought that that was going to be like kind of a kill theme, but then each time she died, it was like different music, which I thought was was interesting. Okay, cool. Uh, but this was an enjoyable flick. And um, title aside, uh, <laughs> this is uh, this this was enjoyable. Uh, yeah, this is this is this is a treat. I enjoyed it. I'll watch it again. All right. Uh, let's hear from Aries. Um, <laughs> you know what? I mean, I, I have many issues with this. Uh, I found it very predictable. Uh, I'm way too old to be watching this type of movie. Uh, <laughs> way too old. Those damn talkies are going to ruin pictures. <laughs> like, you know what? If, you know, if I was a 15-year-old prepubescent girl... You know, maybe this would have been right up my, uh, the my next, alley. The next life, Aries. The next life. Yep. We can all dream. We can all hope. Um, I mean, all in all, I, I, I found it predictable, but maybe that's just years of watching these type of movies. Um, but I, you know what? I, I, I don't even want to give a response. Is it, really? Wow. Because wow. um, it's like a... It's not going to out you. People aren't going to think differently. No, no, about no, you. because you like it really it. is a mixed bag. Like, yeah. there are there are reasons I I think this movie is good, and there's reasons I think this movie is bad. If you like, were a 15 year old girl, Chris Hansen would bust in you like cool <laughs> man, though. Who's hey. Chris Hansen? <laughs> From uh, Day One NBC. Yeah. <laughs> to catch a predator. Oh. So if you were, okay. Yeah. Oh no! Just have a, just have a seat over there. The cameras. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we have a weekly. We drop on iTunes. Let me go. <laughs> I feel like I'm missing part of the joke here. It's good. Just hit, hit some condoms. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and, god! And some wine. <laughs> okay. You know what? It just. <laughs> As I as I sit here right now, this is a, a trick. All uh, right. How about at home? <laughs> <laughs> what was it last yeah, night? Was it last at night? home, he loves it. <laughs> but out in public, but he, hates here, it. he hates it. <laughs> if Monster Zero had given you at least one more example, would it have been a treat? It might have been. Oh, see. Yeah, let's see. You had oh, plenty yeah. of time. Yeah, you had a half hour. Well, Anything? I, Anything? I've been, I've been talking about this movie. <laughs> There's millions, folks, but he can only think of one. Uh, Raven Shadow. All right. I like Scott uh, Lobdell's comic work. Um, I like that it was an hour and a half. Um, it's probably my second favorite film we've watched this year. <laughs> we've only seen three. How does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I guess when I saw PG-13, I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know, I, I, not that things need to be R-rated or R or shit like that. Um, R or R-rated? <laughs> But <laughs> is the sexy speakeasy rated R or rated PG thirteen? Oh, it's like any fucking PG thirteen. Tell you that much. NC seventeen. It's for pirates. It's rated R. Yeah, yeah. Rated ugh. But I, I didn't completely look at my phone the whole time during this. I, <laughs> That's his fucking barometer. No, I mean, at one hand, like, all right, it, it could have been... I didn't look at my phone. I can't wait till that's on the box. I didn't completely look at my <laughs> phone this time. Michael Ravenshaw, Trick or Treat Radio. 
I wasn't on Facebook during this movie. Yeah. Michael Reagan I only checked out. Facebook <laughs> once. Yeah, yeah. Happy Death Days, the movie the critics are clamoring about. If I was a 15-year-old pre-pubescent girl, I would have loved this movie. <laughs> the title of this is terrible. I didn't look at my phone hardly at all. Effusive in our the, the sad yeah. thing is yeah. that last review probably would get people to watch the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. For I the tar- hardly looked at my phone. For the target audience, wow. yeah. yeah. We'll see it on Facebook. This is a good I one. I only tweeted twice. <laughs> However, there was something about this. You know what I mean? That kind of, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily a treat <laughs> for me, but it's a treat for somebody. What the fuck is happening with this show? <laughs> and... <sighs> I Are you guys s- afraid to say you fucking like this movie? That's what I feel like I'm getting here. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Just fucking say it. Just what? say you like it. I'm getting there. MZ Ugh. liked it. He's got fucking problems. Chris, Chris Hansen didn't come through the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, but, the, but they're college girls, for Christ's sake. <laughs> what, that you mean? do know you're an old man, right? I know I'm 46, <laughs> and I know that a 46-year-old can date an 18-year-old. Oh, <laughs> Not that they ever would date yeah. you, but... You don't need parents' consent or nothing. <laughs> uh, officers, that was Monster Zero. Yes, uh, <laughs> evidence. Shit. That's Z-E-R-O. <laughs> come on, come on. Will you just come out with it already? Yeah, Jesus. say it. Spit right, it out. All right. Uh, it's, it's pretty much a treat. A treat. Oh, what the God. fuck? Oh, Creepy Girl says you hit that nail on the head, Wolfie. Yeah, I didn't... <laughs> God... I, it's as like a, pulling teeth. No as, shit. As right. an aside, I didn't date any 18-year-olds when I was 18. <laughs> um, Go ahead, Mars. Uh, no, I fucking love this movie. I, I really did. I, I, I think I'm uh, Chris Hansen didn't come through the door. Well. We, yet. Yeah. <laughs> He's outside. But, uh, uh, the, um, yeah, no, I really, I really, really dug this movie, and I think that, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I always joke that I'm a... Th- 13 year old goth girl on the inside so maybe that's that's who mm. it was speaking to but uh, uh tiny said it's because i i devoured one once but uh <laughs> i i think that oh the boy. uh you know I, I don't know like i have no complaints about this movie like i know a lot of people hated it i know a lot of people uh rejected it but for me i feel like it's somewhere on the fence and couldn't admit liking it because they thought they're gonna you had no complaints about this movie no, I, I, I said my complaints out loud but they you didn't. just said you have no complaints about this movie yeah i don't have very many anyway so was, to be to be spo- I, I i told you what my one kind of complaint was and that was really it but Aries nothing, is complaining there's no wow. boobs but nothing yeah that's my complaint about every movie without boobs nothing uh, you do realize you have the internet in your phone right but it takes the fun yeah, out of it. No, the dude has a steam-powered iPod in his car, and you want him to go <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Hold on. Let Wendy talk. Yeah, thank okay. you. It's more fun to have surprise boobs. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Last week, Wendy. It's more fun to have boobs in the context of things. Like, yay, I'm enjoying this thing. Oh, look, boobs made it better. You know? Yeah, thank I, you. I really like oh. Wendy. Yeah, she's I um. She explained it way better than you ever could. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need Wendy to to be a translator for Aries at all times. <laughs> I hope you have your Wednesdays free, Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, once once I hit forty, uh, I got surprise boobs every single time I took off my shirt. So. <laughs> wait, wait. It's like, does that come around again? Surprise well, boobs. I, the forty, like once you hit a hundred, you start over. Is that oh, what you're doing? Uh, yeah. no, forty double D. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. I, 
sudden you've got like the double boobs. You start looking like like a dog with all the nipples or something. It's just like layers and layers of boobs. Is that what it's like when you take your shirt off, Mars? This movie, this movie is uh, is a treat. <laughs> all right, let's let's kick it over to Wendy and get her verdict. Yeah, I'd say it was a treat. You know, I mean, I'm glad that there was a movie that was smart and clever enough like this, but also kind of good natured. You know, once again, it's like a, every movie doesn't have to be aimed directly at my very specific demographic, you know? So I'm really glad that this exists. Mm. It was oh, a treat. Awesome. And I also really enjoyed this, and I think that I think it has a, a good sort of through line. Uh, stop running from your problems, face them head on, and hopefully you'll be able to grow and advance as a, as a person. And I think that that is probably advice that most people can use. And, you know, I just, I just like that this had sort of a, a good message to go along with it. And I think that the only thing, I think the end did keep me from absolutely loving this movie. I just had some issues with it. That's, that's all. I, I, and that's probably just what I wanted out of it. It didn't give me what I wanted. So that's a, that's a personal issue that I have with the movie because I liked the direction it was heading. And then it sort of did a little something different. So, and I guess uh, a part of me wanted an explanation for why this kept happening. But I'm then at the end, wasn't. I'm glad. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I'm glad that I, that there wasn't because, because it just would have muddled it a little bit. And that'll yeah, all be in the, the sequel. Fact. Yeah, yeah, and not to mention the fact, I mean, you could get a shitload of sequels out of this simply because you, there is no explanation given. As soon as an explanation is given, there's going to be uh, a cure for that. And uh, since there is no explanation... Then no. it's all midichlorians. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <What> no! <laughs> so that works perfectly. And you can't really say that about every film. I mean, this, yeah. this one pulls it off. I yep. never understood why Star Wars fans hated germ-free pools. <laughs> it's midi- that's midichlorine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. So we had uh, mostly treats. We had, uh, was it one trick? Yeah, one trick. Uh, Raven Shadow was a little on the fence. Yeah, but you're, in, you're in good company here, Raven Shadow. Everyone else likes okay. if, if I could just add one little side note. One the, caveat. The, the Mrs. Was present when I watched this. Okay, and when it got done, she looked at me and asked me if I was going to kill someone for making me watch this movie. (laughs) Yes, it's not an Aries movie. So she knew without me even saying one word that this was not my movie, and someone was risking death. So the fact that you (laughs) didn't kill someone is is a good sign. Yes. Did I didn't it? kill anybody. Yeah, that's on the box. It's on the box. Did, did the, the movie mi- that Ares got a war proclaimed, I didn't kill anyone. <laughs> did the missus like it? No, she hated it too. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. But she knew right away that someone was risking death for making me sit through that. <laughs> probably grunting the whole time. Mm. <laughs> Ares, hey. Uh, and you know what? <laughs> I didn't pick up my phone once. Man. <laughs> wow. Good thing she didn't sit when we had to watch Evolution. <laughs> uh, creepy Girl says, yeah, you guys finally liked one I thought you would like. It's about time, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Surprisingly. First time Mike movie. says, this is uh, for the box art, I didn't fix me a snack during the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and Creepy Girl says, only one million complaints. <laughs> no boobs, but I liked it anyway. Uh, creepy Girl also said, baloney gumdrops. Yes. Oh, uh, that's a callback to MZ's hey nipples. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a nipple reference And uh, Donnie says I would love a sequel Following another character Maybe the girl Always studying Outside their house Maybe like it Yeah fall- that poor girl yeah, yeah I know right Her only like thing Was to listen to, to listen to her headphones And say hi 
Yeah, I was looking at her. I, I was looking at uh, her IMDb. This is her only film credit, uh, and her name is Tran Tran. All right. Well, I think she's Asian. People Tran are different. Tran the yeah. acting man. <laughs> Jesus, Christ. Jesus Christ. All right. I think that's Cat now Man's time strong. for a break. So we're going to do a quick break here. We're going to come back, and then Dynamo and Wendy are going to give their top 13 comics. So we'll be back in just a moment. I'm Alex West. And I'm Andrea Subasati, and we're from the Faculty of Horror podcast. And you're listening to Trick or Treat Radio. I'm Mike Allred. For the gizziest listening experience, you got to check out Trick or Treat Radio. You go through your week with the same old routine. What you really want is some blood and thunder in your life. Well, friend, you found it. The Chromecast is an adventurous journey through the history of two-fisted pulp stories with your hosts, John, Josh, and Luke. We have action, horror, and adventure, all through the lens of pulp luminary Robert E. Howard. Don't just stay in your ordinary life. Find your pulp life at thecromcast.blogspot.com. The Chromecast. The Chromecast. The Chromecast. A podcast for the barbarian at heart. Radio. All right, Mars, it is that time. Also, we didn't mention what movie we're doing next week because it's a little up in the air because uh, we're not sure the format of next week's show. Next week is technically a Wednesday Night Wars, but we're not sure if we're doing it yet. So that's why I wouldn't want to name uh, what we're doing. We will announce on social media, though, when we find out. Hopefully in the next day or two. We'll know whether we're doing Wednesday Night Wars or we're doing just a regular show. So we'll let you guys know. But keep an ear out for that, and then you can uh, find out what flick we're doing next week. So, all right, Mars, let's go ahead and introduce this segment. I want to make sure we get through before Wendy has to leave. So one thing that we did do, I don't remember if we did it last year, but we did do it the first year we did it. 
if by coincidence, because our lists actually turn out to be fairly different, I think, mm-hmm. we uh, someone mentions a, a book that is on someone else's list earlier, like later on, uh, we should just say that, oh, that's on my list later on. Yeah, talk and, about it. And then we should talk about it that The time. later one, yeah. yeah. Okay. Does that sound, does that, is that cool? That works. That works for me. Uh, and uh, you, uh, uh, being our guest, why don't you uh, start us with number 13? All right, with number 13, I'm going to go with uh, the DC Looney Tunes crossover issues. Did you read any of those that came no. out this summer? They were surprisingly, like, really good. That's like, there's the, the, the Jonah Hex, you know, 70 Sam one. And, uh, yeah, like, they did they did a bunch of these ones where it was, uh, uh, oh, gosh, I forget who they, the Batman Bugs Bunny one or whatever. But they're actually, like, legitimately enjoyable. Yeah, so I did read some of the Hannibal Bear ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I, did you read, did you read uh, the Flintstones? Have you read that? No, I read the, the, the one that I read uh, most recently was uh, Suicide. I had, I, I, in, my, in, in a bag of comics I had bought... Uh, I impulsively bought uh, Suicide Squad and Banana Splits, <laughs> and that that was an acid trip. But le- legitimately, the Flintstones is a dark book. It's really, really? good. Yes, yeah. Like it deals with a lot of uh, uh, you know, like animal rights issues with their appliances, and like the belief in in you know, like if there's really a god, or like if you know if if prehistoric men believe in God, like it's really, it goes into some weird dark places. I, I, I'm waiting for uh, some of those to be collected in like uh, individual things. So I'm, uh... yeah, yeah, it's completely collected. It's all, it's all done now. It's completely nice. collected. Yeah. I've been reading a lot of comics lately on the, the library, like my library app, mm-hmm. like Oopla. Oh, nice. this, yeah. And so oh. like, I've been reading a ton of things that are brand new through my library app. And it's very exciting. That's awesome. So go on, you're 13. Uh, my 13 is one that will probably make Michael Ravenshadow, uh, for some reason I feel like characters like this really bother him. Um, and I'm, I was indifferent to the character upon her creation, uh, but something about this book as a number one made me pick it up. And it reminded me of other, it's just like a, a cool, it, it's the most like, uh, Sort of like I I I can't describe the subgenre, but it made me reminded me of books like Manhunter and uh, Blue Beetle and like almost like a like one of those not as much of a Marvel book, but one of those like kind of uh, second to third tier DC character books. And um, that said, they also one thing I love about this book is that they are off uh, just off center a little bit in their storytelling. Like they don't like at face value, they're still villains doing very maniacal things but there's something a little bit more twisted about some of the things that the villains do and uh the way they manipulate this character's powers which have been kind of uh uh you know shared with a a more iconic character and not they they haven't done as much with it um but the book i am citing is uh marvel comics all new wolverine Mm -hmm. i really dig that book all right cool so We've gone through number 13. Let's hear uh, Wendy's number 12. My number 12 is, uh, there's only been like two issues of it so far, so I put it further down the list. Maestros by Steve Scrochi. Or How do you pronounce it? S-K-R-O-C-E. It's, a, it's next to Fabian Nidorolo on the list of people <laughs> whose names I don't know how to say. Yeah. Yeah. 
but Maestro's, it's an image book, and it's sort of like this uh, intergalactic royal space opera type thing. But the artwork and the layouts are bonkers. Like, it's really gorgeous. And I definitely, I can't wait to see where it goes. So, Maestro's from Image. And Exciting. Steve Scrochi. <laughs> Uh, I'm just looking at the cover art. It looks, yeah, it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Maestro's. Uh, my number eleven is a book that if you had kind of laid it out for me, what the, the, the wait, this is twelve. Oh, Watch. my number. Well, my number twelve is. <laughs> oh, I almost skipped twelve again. Uh, this, it happens inevitably. This is a book that when it came out, uh, there was there was only one issue of it when we did our list last year, so it didn't make the list. Uh, and when it came out. You know, when it got in full swing, I thought it was going to be my favorite book of the year. Um, I heralded it as a return to greatness for this character. Um, but while I really liked the second storyline, it sort of fell off a little bit for me. It wasn't as iconic, I felt like. Uh, and that's uh, All-Star Batman, uh, written mm-hmm. by Scott Snyder with uh, what was supposed to be, I think it's I think it's kiboshed now, but was kind of supposed to be almost like a rekindling of the Legends of the Dark Knight theory series it had two great stories featuring two of batman's most iconic villains kind of presented in a way that they hadn't been yet and um you know i really liked it all right so for my number 12 i'm gonna go with uh four kids walk into a bank by matthew rosenberg and it's 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 so it's really good it's about like it's kind of like a weird like Quentin Tarantino meets coming of age heist story about like these kids and like their parents are plotting this heist and they realize that the only way they can save their parents is if they rob the bank first. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, and it's put up by Black Mask. I thought that was a really oh, good nice. book. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I do have one quick amendment uh, that I, I was for some reason going to wait to the end, uh, but like people were paying attention year to year what was on my list, but one thing that was on my list uh holy shit the title of the book uh just fucking escaped me uh it was uh it's it's um i'm gonna have to go back to the statement because the title of the book uh uh, fucking is escaping me i'm so embarrassed right now and it's been on my list every other year um killing about the kids going to the assassin school um oh deadly class deadly class yeah yeah yeah. Um, is fantastic every year yeah so deadly class is awesome but i it's one of the few books that i got from both my mail order and my brick and mortar store but for whatever mm-hmm. reason um something must have happened with the diamond code so it didn't get put on my pull list like when it came out again and for whatever reason they didn't give it to me at the brick and mortar store so it had been coming out for quite a while before i knew it was even coming out again mm. um and i i just i got a little discouraged and then was going to get it in trade and so, uh, Mars, is that your number 11, or no, is that just it's, it's not, not It's not on my list. Okay. But I, And again, I don't even know why I thought it was important for me to mention it. But my number 11 <laughs> is a book by a writer who I enjoy as a writer, uh, but I would say I am mostly indifferent to as a musician. Um, and I don't think I would have... if Like, I think if I had heard anything about this book, I would have disliked it, because it just kind of sounds like fan fiction, but... Uh, being a fan of uh, Grant Morrison's iteration of Doom Patrol, I really liked uh, this new iteration of Doom Patrol where they kind of like uh, very metally, you know, brought back kind of all these characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Gerard Way. Yeah. I, have no, I have no beef with him. As I love a, Umbrella Academy. Yeah, exactly. I love Umbrella Academy. 
I like to. What was that one that was based on that that last album they did, that Danger Days album? Uh, I don't remember. I didn't know that they did something that was so tied into any mu- some music that they did. That's interesting. Yeah, well, it was very much about like whatever that world they had been creating. And Is it that was, why he has a Funko Pop? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got Funko Pop because, you know, I guess girls like him, you know. Mm. <laughs> he's, they're popular dudes. I don't know. But now, if you were a 13-year-old girl, that's a band you'd like. Yes, exactly. Exactly. As a woman, I can't I can't so much. But if I were 13, I'd be super into them. Sure. I mean, I'm glad they exist. It's important that, you know, yeah. for the for the grand scheme of things that, you know, Alkaline Trio has a – in the same way that they have an inept older brother in Blink-182, it's, uh, it's important <laughs> they have a, a, an impressionable – Eyeliner wearing little brother in a yeah. in that band. So about Gerard Way as a person, like I like him. Like he's really into Great Morrison. He's really into cool stuff. So I mean, sure. I feel like we'd, we'd be buddies. We'd all be buddies. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but I just don't like that band. I dig it. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, this is your number ten. Yep. Am I right? My, is it my ten or my eleven? Uh, it's t- we're on to ten now. Okay, 10. Okay, I'm going to go with Redneck by Donny Cates and Lissandro Esterin, which is like, it's an image comic. It's like this very Texas Southern Gothic vampire story. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good book. So I, just, I say go and check that out. That sounds like it's right down your alley, Dynamo. Sure. <laughs> you know, they have a barbecue joint. It's, it's, a, it's a good book. It's, a, it's entertaining, if you, especially if you're into that sort of like you know, redneck horror aesthetic. It's mm-hmm. very enjoyable for that. All right. So what are we, what's your 10? Uh, my 10 uh, is something who, which I think the future of this book is in doubt now because uh, it's writer, I guess, uh, jump ship uh, almost unprecedentedly. But I think uh, Brian Michael Bendis's defenders is the biggest no brain. Like the fat, like there's no way this book could be bad. He's, He's doing a team book, which I think he's as good at as anybody doing books. He's dealing with uh, characters that if he didn't create them, he uh, may have redefined them uh, in certain ways. And uh, he also has a reverence for uh, not just classic books, but contemporary books. So when he throws in a character like Deadpool, like it's not, uh, you know, it's not handled differently like that is Deadpool. Um, so I, I really, I really dig it. It's a good book. I'm in, I'm in there, you know, drawing upon the history of the Power Man character in a way. And, um, mm-hmm. I love these, you know, these street level characters and I, I love how they're subtly in a way that nobody seemed to have, like, I haven't seen any press pick up on keeping the defenders theme by having every book or not, maybe not even every book, but they're having other heroes that aren't really on the Defenders team come in, like Electra shows up in a book, and mm. Deadpool, uh, Jessica Jones hires Deadpool to try to help him out and punish her, you know, is, is kind of skulking around in the shadows, and uh, there's a, you know, very typical Brian Michael Bendis, uh, Damien Hellstrom, uh, Jessica Jones, uh, ex, ex-boyfriend. Uh, the wrestler? Yeah. <laughs> ex-boyfriend. uh, uh uh, joke so yeah no i i really like it it's great uh, it's another book that in another year this might have been higher but there was like a lot of uh a lot of books that uh kind of i felt like were directly aimed at me as you'll you'll hear me talk about shortly he got sick huh he came close he got it was pretty bad who uh bendis i didn't uh, know that 
He got like, yeah, uh, oh my like gosh, he had like a, a like, Mercer, right? Something. He had like some sort of terrible infection, and it got into his eyes. Wow. Yeah, he was blind for a few days. That's terrible. I had no idea. Yeah, a couple weeks yeah. ago. Very, very sad. Very, very like out of nowhere. That's a yeah. So was it Alex I, Alfonso I, there? Or whatever his name is, fault. Yes. Pardon? Was it Alex Alfonso or whatever his name is, fault? Axel Alonso. Yeah. <laughs> Alonso Mosley, FBI. Yeah. You're not leaving. <laughs> All right, let's get uh, Wendy's number nine. Number nine. I'm going with Slots by Dan Panosian, which is totally just a really awesome sort of crime comic about this washed-up old boxer who returns to his home turf in Vegas and has to, like, you know, deal with, wrap up some problems and stuff in Vegas, and there's, like... Uh, a sexy burlesque dancer character, See? and he has to do with his son, who's like an MMA guy, and it's 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 totally right up my sort of hard boiled alley. So Very cool. Slots. Are you familiar with this one, Raven Shadow? Uh, See this around the shop? As <laughs> a joke there, but no, um, I, <laughs> I I have I have seen it. Yeah, I'm not ready yet though. All right. All right, Mars, number nine. So I'm realizing as I look at this, this is my most, and went back and looked at my old list, this is my most top 40 list yet, I think. You're still uh, an ass. Yeah, yeah, I am kind of. I don't know how this happened. Um, this next book teams characters I love with mythology I love from another book, um, and then characters I like from yet another book still. And uh, that is the uh, six-issue Apollo and Midnighter uh, miniseries where uh, the villains were plucked right out of the uh, uh, Garth Ennis' Hitman book. Um, and, you know, it's a cool book about Apollo being in hell um, and, um, you know, Midnighter having to help him. And it's got some other cool uh, esoteric DC villains in it that are right up my alley. And it's fucking cute. It's probably the Apollo and Midnighter in this particular writer's hands from the Midnighter series to the Grayson. Was uh, this uh, Steve Orlando or yep. who's doing this? Yep. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, I love him. Yeah, it, uh, this is the best romance since Peter Parker and Mary Jane, like with the way that it's handled, <laughs> yeah. I think. Like this, like, uh, like this is the most believable uh, romance probably in comics. And it has a nice, if they never go back to these 52 uh, era versions of these characters, then it's a nice like uh, bow on the gift. But it's yeah, the Mauser. Is that it, how you say his name? Uh, the multi-armed Nazi demon from Hitman. Oh yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. Uh, in just real quick in the chat room, Liana says, "Look at MZ's face," <laughs> and then Donnie says, "Waiting for him to take a nap like Aries." Well, MZ de- <laughs> MZ doesn't like. Like I don't know, MZ barely shows respect for the chat room, let alone when it's people. Oh, listen to you! Who's the person who talks shit about people people from the chat room all the time? Yeah, well, that's because I don't like anybody. But at least I fucking am not staring at my phone though. All right, well, no, you're not staring at your phone. I have my fucking list on it. You fucking yeah, and 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 what's this for? (laughs) The chat room is open. You asshole! You can look look at it. So. At least interacting with the chat. You have a phone and you didn't even look up one of the million fucking movies. Fucking reasons. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You were showing me a boat crash. Yes, I was. 
<laughs> look at this fucking, look at this fucking <laughs> guy. You you have no fucking legs to stand, stand on. Stand on again. Yeah, crazy legs. This is like the time you told me no I don't have anything to, going on. No legs to stand on regarding to what? You got crazy what? legs. Yeah. Regarding to what? Because you're just talking about him looking at his phone. Yeah. You're looking at your phone. He's looking at his list, you idiot. Yeah. You're looking at fucking boats crashing. <laughs> and the problem is? Or porn. You look at I'm not looking at porn. Sh- no, normally you are. You no. look at stupid shit. What am I supposed to do? Interact with yeah, the show. Yeah, interact. I have, interact all interested. the time, but I'm not going to interact on something I don't know anything about. Well, then how do you ever talk? Oh, okay. Uh, while, while they're talking, I want you to think of two more movies uh, where the titles yeah, change. Look at two more movies hanging. Look I'm it up. Do, I'm you doing can look right it up. Now. I'm doing two. While you're sitting here doing yeah, nothing. Two more. You can look it up. All right. All right let's, I'm sorry about that, Wendy. Let's get to number eight. I'm sorry. Okay, so my number eight is uh, a book called Old Guard by Greg Rucka and Leandro Fernandez. And it's this book about sort of like um, different soldiers from different wars who are immortal and all sort of have to fight together. So it's like you got people from like the Peloponnese War and, you know, uh, uh, you know, did modern day huh. soldiers, like all these different all these people, different people. It's like they just kind of live to fight and they can't die. Wow. That sounds really yeah. cool. This sounds yeah. fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I love Greg Rucka. I think, you know, Batwoman. He's, he's done great. so many yeah. good Yeah, he's the he's best. Great. I have a soft spot for Immortals. So. You, I, one, just one thing I've noticed, Wendy, you have a lot of image stuff. They've been putting out some great stuff. They are so fucking good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I just, I, I feel like they put out a lot. They put out so much different stuff. Well, I guess I, it's, I the, probably that's why I was reading the majority of this Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's all the creator-owned stuff. I mean, there's so much freedom there, so I guess I, it makes sense. Well, who saw it coming? I mean, uh, if anyone checks out the uh, the Robert Kirkman specials they did on uh, AMC, yeah. they did a great one on uh, on Image, which I highly recommend because it does involve, at one point, uh, the entire Image creators about to getting together clandestine in a hotel room to fire to, uh, Rob Blyfield. Yeah, and yeah. he gets wind of it, and he rents the hotel next room next door yep, to him, yep. and looking underneath, trying to fucking. It just it's, it fascinates me. Um, Man, bless Rob Liefeld. God bless Rob Liefeld. <laughs> like, I don't care what you think of his feet or his art or whatever. I feel like <laughs> he's just he's just such a character. He's just such a. He really is. Yeah. He really owns who he is. I enjoy him <laughs> as a writer. Yeah, I think he's he's a good natured dude who loves comics. That's I love what to, I like him for. I love to have a beer with him and talk Teen Titans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, but no, I mean, who would have thought that in the pouches and ponytails of Images creation that they would be the the joint for writers? I got one for you. Who'd have thought if you looked at all those launch titles and how much hype was behind them, yeah. that Savage Dragon would still be like poking along with the same number? Oh my God! Can we talk about the crazy sex in Savage Dragon? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Are you fucking aware of what they're getting away with in Savage Dragon? No. No. What issues? I, oh God. I, 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 so I've been reading about it and I haven't gotten the whole issue because they can't sell it on Comixology because it's too X-rated. Re- Are you wow. serious? Serious. It's like crazy dragon orgy fucking dragon jizz shit going on like every <laughs> issue now. <laughs> well, that's the, uh, that's, that's the episode that's title. That's the episode title, yeah. <laughs> crazy dragon, dragon jizz. jizz behind a boathouse. Oh shit, Mars! What's your eight? <laughs> uh, this is another book that Savage Dragon. Uh, I, I think by Savage saying Dragon, this, Raven Shadow's going to know what it is. Here we go, guys. Two twenty-five. Yes. Savage Dragon two twenty-five is bagged and had to go with a paper cover. Wow! Really? You want to make a note of that? Yeah. <laughs> by saying this, Raven Shadow is going to know 
what this book is. Uh, and I think my friends know my fandom of the classic stuff, but you know, from the nineties on, I feel like everyone in this room could say they would not think they would ever hear me idle uh, utter this title in one of my top 13 lists. Um, but this book breaks away from the kind of real tight uh, corner of the universe this, this these titles usually exist in, in a bringing in villains that I love, like the fucking Circus of Crime and the Serpent Society and oh, uh, and um, the Wrecking Crew and all this other stuff going on. Armadillo and they're creating. They've oh, brought back. Dillo. They've brought back a version of uh, of Scourge and. You know, there's still all this other great stuff going on. In of all, I read all the relaunches of these titles, and this was the only one I kept. And I love this. It feels like New Warriors. It feels like uh, West Coast Avengers. It feels like the fun Marvel team books that I grew up reading. Um, it feels a little bit like you know Justice League International and some of the kind of the the way the relationships are center stage at times. Can I guess? Yep. X Men Gold. Correct. Yeah. Yep. I really love this book, and I thought. I thought, you know, not only did I think my days of collecting X-Men were over, I was getting to live through the satisfaction of Avengers, which I've collected forever, being the X-Men of this uh, era. And I, I fucking, I, I, but I really do dig this X-Men Gold book. I'm, I'm about three issues behind, four issues behind, but it comes out every fucking day, seemingly. So, Is um, that Kim Lashley? Is Kim Lashley doing the art on that? I think so. I can't. I'll have to look it up. He he's it, it's funny. He's kind of a bit of a chameleon because sometimes the art looks a lot like what's been going on in the last few years in the X Men. But he definitely has some sort of vaguely kind of buried in him, like uh, you know, like it's 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 I, I, it's very interesting. I really love it. Well, to be fair, the original artist kind of screwed the pooch on his career. Uh, yeah, his he, future. That would have made this oh, book. Unfortunately, that, that was that better. guy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Who is the original artist? I don't know his name, but you hear about that? How the first issue he um, he was oh, very guy. yeah. It was, guy. was it the anti-Semitic stuff? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He threw his career career away. Yeah, yeah that's- and good. I'm glad. I'm glad because yeah. that's the type of shit that uh, I feel like the comic industry post pre-internet uh, would have kind of turned that back on because that guy would have moved some units, you know, as a, as, right. as the quality of his art because he was kind of a a a. a, a a throwback in a way, you know, like he was yeah. kind of like a little bit Bernie, a little bit Perezzi, some Bowen. Like he definitely had, uh, you know, his own style, but like it was definitely like a, a kind of a statement book, you know. Well, it's funny you mentioned. I almost grabbed the annual because it had featured a, a reunion of the original Excalibur. Excalibur, yeah, with Captain Britain and uh, and Megan. They have a kid, and mm-hmm. it, 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 yeah, I was a huge mark for the Alan Davis uh, Claremont it, run. Again, this book is kind of doing the fan fiction thing too and a lot of people don't like that but I do like it because I feel like okay I feel like I want to know why some of those Excalibur relationships never panned out and I want to see Peter and Kitty work through this shit because right, they right. were you know they were my Joni and Chachi <laughs> of yeah. the day you yeah. know what I mean yeah, so yeah. like you know I, I love that book but definitely definitely don't let the X-Men if you're a fan of New Warriors, if you're don't a fan sleep of stuff, on the X Men. Yeah, like uh, pick up. You can you, you with the exception of one two issue crossover, um, you can get into this book and and just enjoy this book. Awesome. That was number eight. Okay, number seven, Wendy. Okay, may I may I go back to Savage Dragon for a moment and read yes. you a description? Yeah. Please. Let me read you a description of something that happened in a recent issue. All right. <clears throat> Do we need to brace ourselves? Yes. Okay. In this in this issue, Savage Dragon came so hard inside a girl 
that the sperm fountain shot her all the way across the room, and she landed in a way that the sperm from her vagina dripped straight into her mouth. Oh my! And then God. she and Savage Dragon kissed and swat the sperm. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here! A- no way! You can't that's, print that. That's some fan fiction. <laughs> What? I could relate to that up until the last point. <laughs> yep, I've done that. Done that. I ain't fucking do that. She's named a snowballing dragon. Oh, the savage snowball. That happens in the uh, sexy speakeasy almost every night, isn't it? Really? Oh, yeah, one time that happened. Holy shit! I can't believe that. Lies my entire list so that one through ten is all just savage dragon. Yeah, if am... if if it comes to a point where you need to run, just say savage dragon five through one or whatever. <laughs> I gotta run, savage dragon. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So my number seven is Judge Dread, Blessed Earth. Oh. By Ulysses Farinas, and it's basically just like Old Man Logan with Judge Dread. It's Old Man Dread in like super post-apocalyptic cursed earth. So uh, I like that a lot. Interesting. That sounds pretty cool. Have you? Have you? Any of you guys read that? No, I haven't. No, that sounds cool. You don't, need, you don't need to read any other Judge Dreads to understand it. You don't need to read any of the 2000 AD stuff. Like it's just its own nice little standalone story. Nice. Okay. So. Sure. Very cool. All right, Mars number seven. Uh, I was. Every once in a while, someone will revise a character, and I'll kind of fucking... Actually, this is a conversation Wendy and I have had since we've met. Uh, someone will revise a character, and I'll be pissed off because I just want that fucking character. I don't need it. And uh, Kyrie Andrews' great reinvention of this character actually was an outlier in the sense that I did enjoy that iteration. But, man, I can't tell you how fucking happy I was to have my canon films Iron Fist back. Nice. <laughs> fight. Yeah. fight Fighting in tournaments, fighting one arm, no arm dudes. Like I was just fucking stoked, like to have Bloodsport Danny Rand back. Nice. So, um, Bloodsport yeah. Matt Riddle. But uh, yeah, I I really loved Iron Fist. I, I highly recommend it, and uh, it's it's good business. Awesome. All right, number six, Wendy. My number six is Punisher the Platoon. Okay. Which is just the Punisher in Vietnam. That just got cut off my list. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's all I want. I just want to read Vietnam stories, so it's fun. <laughs> it's, it's great. With Frank Castle, yeah, I could see that. I, I'm yeah. so wishing somebody puts out a big collection of the Nam. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I told you, like, maybe I didn't tell you, but yeah, like, last year, that was my big reread, was I, I read for the first time, I, I found, like, a collection of all the issues, and so I read that recently, and then I read the Marines spinoff, which was Semper Fi, yep. and that was only, like, oh. nine issues, and that was fantastic, too. And I loved it. Hmm. Yeah, it's a great book. The, the Marvel one from the eighties. Yep. Yeah, that was yeah. great. I would I would get that sporadically. I always, I always felt very grown up getting that. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean. And then my favorite thing in the back, my favorite thing in the world, is like the letters columns where where vets would write in and they'd be like, "You got this gun wrong," or "You got that." <laughs> People would write in, they'd be like, "You got this platoon's insignia wrong," and "You got this wrong." And meanwhile, the writer would be like, "Like, no, I was there. That's actually what it was." <laughs> Yeah, was that Larry Hama too? Yeah, Larry Hama. He he uh, he was an editor on it. He you know he did some of it. I forget who the main writer was on a lot of it. But yeah, like Larry Hama's awesome. I love him. And so. Michael Gold not work was came great. this yeah. close to yeah. working with Larry Hama. This close, yeah. really be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, I think he realized that the people that we were working for were crazy assholes a few months before I did, so I never got to meet him. But 
<laughs> All right, Mars, is it uh, number six? Uh, well, I don't know because I'm just going in order because my fucking phone did something weird with my number. Was that the one you did? You just give uh, Wendy was six. Yeah, I just gave six. Okay, yes. great, great. According to my phone, this is number three, which it's. Not. <laughs> All right, well, it's number six. Um, this book would probably be higher if it was more than halfway through its uh, run, but I fucking love this book. Even though, even though I, I something about it keeps me a little bit at arm's reach because I don't know what's fucking going on. But this is just fucking brilliant brilliant art brilliant story something so simple i can't believe they didn't do it before um it's kind of like the underwritten thing about all these characters and that's batman white knight that's on my list that's on my list okay and it's my number five nice good all right well there you go go. it's the next one (laughs) so yeah so you guys can talk about it is there anything else to say wendy about it Sean Gordon Murphy is so awesome. Mm. I love his artwork so much. I, I just think it's a, you know, it's a cool take. It's a cool twist on it, and and it's nice to look at. And I I can't wait to see where it's going. Great layout. Hmm. Awesome. Very cool. Mars, now you're up again. You're number five. Uh, we, I mentioned the Canon films before. Yeah. And I'll be honest. Like even like I, there has not been an iteration of this character, no matter how fucking ridiculous they made them, that I didn't at least buy. I might not have loved them all. Uh, and I, and and you, uh, you guys can help me out with her name because I'm going to say it wrong. But uh, Alex DeCampi. No. <laughs> <laughs> Though she's coming. Uh, <laughs> Becky Coonan. Coo- Becky Clunan. Clunan. Brought me my fucking Canon Films Punisher. This fucking <laughs> motorcycle chases, and like it's like a full out action movie. It's not a superhero movie where, you know, uh, Frank loses his gun and then gets it and, and finishes the the bi- villain off. You know what I mean? Mm. Like this is a fucking full out action movie with like fucking multiple set pieces, globe trotting, car chases, uh, fucking helicopter fights. Like uh, the end fight is on a fucking ice block from a glacier that floats away and is floating in the middle of the ocean. It looks like something straight out of a fucking Arnold movie. <laughs> uh, I, you know, a lot of people are psyched about this new direction that the book is taking, but I've never been this heartbroken in a long time to see a character, see a writer taken off the book. And, um, she's taken off. Yes. They, they have a new, a new person is writing Jeez. it now because it's got, it's, it's, uh, somehow going to be tied into what's going on with Iron Man and stuff like that. Well, I that guess. sucks. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, I, you know, is it as good as Punisher Max? Is like that era? I like it more because it's it's more. Uh, you know, that's that's more like a, a, a like a a really that book is really like kind of crack, cracking open my id. It's violent and mm-hmm. uh, you know goes as far as you know thirteen year old me always kind of fantasized it could go. Right. Yes, but. This is almost the Punisher I didn't know I wanted because I've always been so satisfied with the Punisher. Like, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of fucking you know, Frank riding around on a motorcycle while people are like trying to hit him with like nightsticks and stuff like that. And, you know, like on <laughs> motorcycles and like, you know, doing jump, doing jumps over shit while it's blowing up. And it's like just like, I mean, I guess her run on Conan was you know very satisfying in a similar way too. But I, I love this. It was just like a great full-out action movie with like all, all the all the cool stuff that you would expect from like a an action movie and like a you know there's a fucking fight on a boat the sharks like you name it everything that you'd fucking <laughs> want from one of these fucking arnold movies you, you get 
It's almost like I the mean, Fate and the Furious. Know, I, don't really, I don't really know Becky Cloonan like as an artist, you yeah. know. And I loved like uh, you've seen those little mini comics that you did. Like there was the one that was like the Viking story. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like like everything. I, I, she's a phenomenal artist. So I haven't I haven't read this Punisher yet, but I look forward. I think to you'd, it. I think you'd love it. What is her? What what was her? Image breakaway was it? it wasn't Southern Bastards was it was it? Uh, no, it was. Oh, it was one of the ones around that time though, and I, I didn't know. I didn't know she was affiliated with it, and like because she was just one of those things where she was not totally under the radar and came in this Punisher book, and I was just like fucking blown. Southern away. Cross, Southern Cross, right? Yeah, 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 that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she did uh, Gotham Academy, I think. Yeah, she's yes. done, she's done a bunch of stuff. So, yeah. yeah, she's been around. I just was, yeah. Cool. Didn't, didn't know you were raving about the Punisher book, so I'm curious. I'll have to definitely check that out. Yeah, I love it. So, Wendy, I know we're getting close to to the end here. Do you want to blow through the list, or do you want to just hang on and do the rest of the, the four? I'll hang on. I'll okay. hang on. We've only got a couple more. Okay, great. So, good. let's hear your number four. My number four, I, I suppose it counts. It's, it had one, I think it had like one issue in uh, in in this year, and the second issue came out recently. Is uh, X Men Grand Design by Ed Pisker? Hmm. Oh yeah, well, I I. I... I want it's to check that out. Ridiculous! It's ridiculous. So Ed Pisker has taken—he uh, did Hip Hop Family Tree. If you right, read right. Hip Hop yeah. Family Tree, and so he has taken every single X Men plot point and put them all in chronological order. So oh. he's—it's it, literally like him retelling the whole history of the X Men from like from the very beginning with every conceivable iteration of every book it's wow. really wow. weird it, it it's it's just it's just amazing you're reading it and you're just like oh shit i remember that oh that happened then oh you know it's it's such a it's it's this really glorious nostalgia <laughs> it sounds like me porn is what it sounds like i i'm just looking at the the covers and it looks like it's very like throwbacky sort of art too Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything he does is very, very much like the you know, sort of like the zipatone dots and the yeah, right. yeah and that that color scheme. It looks like that sort of it looks like that sort of newsprint page. And yeah, everything he does is very, very retro looking, and it's just it's it's a really it's it's a lot of fun. It's just really hmm. cool to see how he puts things together. Very cool. All right, Mars, you're number four. Uh, this one is simple because uh, it's been on my list every year at varying parts, and uh, I feel like it's coming back. Uh, it's coming back strong in that saga. Ah, yes. Yeah, see, if you like saga, you should totally read Maestro's. I'm on it. I'm on it. Good. Saga. All right, so we're on to number three. My number three is uh, Mr. Miracle by Tom King. Oh, man, wow. I have the first issue, and I, I wanna, I'm, I'm going to have to get in trade because I love, I love Scott yeah. Free. Yeah, exactly. It's everything you want, and it's just it's just super cool. And you know, like I can't like I just, I feel like every issue is just so satisfying. It's so emotionally satisfying seeing his take on this character, and you know, introducing him Big Barda and all that. I love it. I like that. So I'm I think he's the, he's the right writer for that. And I mean, I shouldn't discount the stuff he's been doing on Batman as well. Like, did you read that Batman Annual that came no, out? No, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, everything you've been doing with the relationship of Batman and Catwoman is good, you know. So Tom King is always on top of his game, and Mr. Miracle is definitely no exception. Isn't he writing Batman, Batman, or is it Detective? Or? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, Batman he's proper. Great. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to start getting those in trades because they were super intriguing to me, but mm-hmm. I just ran out of money. <laughs> <laughs> um, Very cool. I'm a big fan of Mr. Miracle, thanks to you, yeah, Mark, so I'll be yeah, curious to check him out. I love it. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Um, 
I have been a big fan of reading this new modern iteration of like men's adventure. Mm. Uh, everything from Jim Butcher's Dresden to Jonathan Mayberry's um, Joe Ledger books to uh, the Sandman Slim books to e- even the uh, I've been reading illicitly, uh, illegally. I've been listening to the uh, some of the Jack Reacher books. Um, I just really like it. I'm really into it because I grew up in a household that had the Destroyer and had. Uh, the Executioner and had uh, Longhorn, I think was the Dirty Cowboy book's name. Um, and uh, That's from Texas. Yeah, and had, uh, you know, all, you know, and of course Doc Savage and The Shadow and all that other stuff around. Um, leave it to uh, my favorite contemporary writer in comics right now to do the comic book version of that. And uh, this was a gift from my special lady friend this year. I didn't even know it had come out. For some reason, I totally missed it, let alone got it collected. And that is Alex DeCampi's May Day. Um, oh, oh, right. Yes. Which is the first in a series about this spy who is the sleaziest son of a bitch in the history, probably, of spy things. Uh, Once uh, again, an image comic. Yep. It's fucking great. It's a beautiful book. The art is stunning. And it's probably for somebody who I feel like is a very cinematic writer in the way she like, you know, kind of puts things out and and stored. This is probably her most comic comic in the sense where I feel like she uses. um, I'm going to pee my pants. My God, you're doing you're literally doing a fucking pee pee dance. This is this is ridiculous. If you guys see Mars dancing on the live feed, it's because he's gonna pee his pants. Don't uh, cough. So I like made <laughs> tree. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, Wendy. Oh, I guess he's going to the bathroom. So uh, he's coming back in. <laughs> he re- he, I've never seen him run flash. so fast. I've never seen him run so fast. He went back in time. <laughs> All right, Wendy. Different. While he's gone, let's hear number two. Right, number well, he two. does a number one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my number two is another image book, uh, Extremity, by Daniel Warren Johnson. And uh, it's it's this like post-apocalyptic future story about this uh, about like this revenge thing between these two families. And it's all very, very much. It's very sort of like road warrior-ish. Like there's a lot of like uh, uh, world building, like like uh, uh, chases and and battles and cars and violence. And it's just this kind of cool, hyper violent sci-fi book that's really, really crazy detailed, and I like it. So, Extremity by wow. Daniel Warren Johnson. That sounds really cool. I, I'm I'm I've been sort of out of the comic book game for a little bit, mostly because you know I had to. Uh, you know, kind of scale back due to money reasons. And I, I've been toying with getting some digital stuff. And I actually tried, Marvel has a, a great subscription service where you pay, it's like 10 bucks a month and you can read basically anything you want. So I tried it for a month and, you know, I didn't, I didn't use as much as I, as I had hoped. So I didn't end up um, subscribing after that. But, uh, you know, for, for someone like me, if I can get more into that, like if, I don't know if Image offers something like that, but if Image offers any sort of digital subscription plan, I would probably jump on that because I'm really interested in a lot of these books that you mentioned. Right, right. Yeah, no, Image doesn't do that. A lot of times, though, they may do Humble Bundles. Yes. Where, like, yep. you pay, you know, you pay, like, X amount of dollars and you get, like, a whole ton of digital stuff, you know? Yep. Like, those are pretty cool. But like I said, like, I've been reading things through through my library app and through, uh, you know, through various things. So there's always ways to, to read things. Sure, yeah. Online, so, Yeah. Mars, so I don't know if this is on your list, but uh, number two for Wendy was Extremity from Image Comics. Oh, nice! It's not. I, I don't. I've never even heard of it actually. Okay. All right. 
Yeah, cool. you should check it out. If you like crazy, hyper-violent sci-fi killer robots and, and crazy cars and shit, you love that. Deal. Yeah. Deal. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, images are just great right now. Like, I, I feel like they're uh, everything that is good about the art form. I actually yeah. skipped a book at some point. I don't know how. I don't know. Well, We're on number two, though, Mars. Oh, so this this is going to be my number two now, <laughs> <laughs> even though it's not actually my number two. Um, and this is maybe the best-looking book on the stands, and it's also by Image Comics. Um, it mixes... It's doing kind of a similar thing to Dresden. Uh, somebody once did the elevator pitch. It's Jessica Jones meets Dresden. Uh, and I think it's way cooler than either one of those things. And it is uh, Black Magic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's... Wait, who's the artist on that? Oh, I, don't, I, f- I forget. Uh, Let me look it, it up. It reminds me of Terry Moore a little bit, though. I th- All right, I'll take a look and see. I'm, be- I'm, I- I'm like a, a fucking sinkhole of names. Uh, Nicola Scott. Yeah, Nicola Scott, yep. who is... One of my favorites. I love her death. Yeah, and Greg Greg Rucka, Rucka. obviously. His book is beautiful. Showing up a lot on this. Yeah, I mean, him and uh, Rick Remender, like, are putting out more stuff that I even know. Like, like, like I'm seeing it for the first time in trades. I, I got at the beginning of the year, uh, right before my surgery, I got a science fiction fantasy book that Remender wrote that I didn't get to finish, but I had no idea it was out even. You know, like. What was it? I forget the name. Uh, it's it's a. Uh, Did you say it was sci-fi? Yeah, I was had had. Uh, it was it was pretty cool. The premise, like uh, fear agent. No. Was I, it a, was it a black um, black science black science black nope. science? No, I adore black. I I I've decided I'm going to get black science in trade though because I think it's going to. Yeah, sti- it's too. Black science is something like I really really I finally dropped it because like it was just getting so convoluted. And yeah. I feel Nothing you can really read month to month easily. I feel like it's right. one of those things you definitely have to read it all at once. There was something plus. I mean, no offense. I didn't think the art was bad, but there was Tokyo Ghost. No, but okay. Tokyo Ghost is is what I was looking for when I found it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, low is great art. Yeah, but I, uh, I it has great art too. I'm, I'm so embarrassed. I can't I can't remember it. But it's kind of post apocalyptic-y or like a different planet. Uh, Seven to eternity. Yep, that's the one. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. Cool. I never would have remembered the name of that book. I, I, re- <laughs> I read it while I was in, like right when I got out of like it was the first thing I read when I was still in the hospital, but able to get around. Yeah, it's great art, and uh, it's there- been sitting in my other satchel, and I haven't unpacked it yet. Yeah, Seven to Eternity is. I haven't. I haven't read it yet, but I know I'll like it. So it looks. <laughs> it looks very cinematic, Morris. Is it? Would you say it? Um, I mean, just from looking at the images, and I don't know, it just looks very cinematic to me. It reminds me, actually, of a science fiction book my dad would have had that I would have like picked up and okay, started yeah. reading. Like, in yeah, the it looks middle. awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll definitely have to check it out. One in the chat room, uh, Donnie says asks, "Does Comicsology Unlimited do any image titles?" And that I don't know. Do you oh, know Wendy? I don't know that either because yeah. I haven't really, I haven't really looked at Comicsology Unlimited. Yeah, I'll have to check that out because I do have Comicsology installed. I just haven't really looked at it so. All right, well, it's the moment everyone's been waiting for. We're down to the number one book. So, Wendy, let's hear your number one comic of 2017. All right, my number one comic of 2017, I'm very surprised by, and it's a, it's a graphic novel from Fantagraphics, and it's called My Favorite Thing is Monsters by oh, a woman yeah. named e- yeah, by Emil Ferris, her name is. And it's 
it, it's a story. It's like a journal of a girl in the '60s, you know, and like uh, the the political stuff, like all these things. And so it's sort of like her her journal and and sort of like her love of like B movie monsters, and like all these things. But it's all hand drawn with ballpoint pen. Oh wow! And yeah, it's fucking insanity. Like her artwork is insanity. And the whole thing is, you know, this is her very first comic, and she's a 55 year old woman. Wow! This is her first comic she's ever really? drawn. And she, her entire story is crazy. She had Lyme disease and had to teach herself. She had to reteach herself how to draw. Jesus. And you look at this art and it's like, I couldn't like, like to draw like that the first time is amazing. Much less that to reteach yourself. But it's, it's just like this incredible accomplishment of a book. And it's really thick. It's just a giant book. And every single page you're like, how the hell... How the hell did she do that? It's it's uh, it's been cri- critically acclaimed, and people have been talking about it like a lot in the comic community for the for the past year, and it's it's definitely worth it. Jesus, it, I'm just looking at some pictures, Wendy, and it looks like it's drawn on a notebook, like a lined yeah. notebook. Right, right, it's drawn like lined notebook, ballpoint pen. That's fucking it's, nuts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, I'm looking here. I just read something here that I guess Sam Mendes is is eyeing. Uh, my 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 favorite thing is monsters. So it looks like people are are you know definitely have their eyes on this. So we could probably see a, a film of it in the near future. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's really cool. It, it sounds great, and that's a it's a great story too to to hear that. So I'll definitely I'm really interested in checking this one out. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth it. I, I'm I'm very happy she's getting attention for that. That's yeah, pretty cool for sure. All right, Mars Man, down to number one. Are you ready? Yeah, Frank Miller. Uh, I forget the name of it. The, the the Black Terror, I think it was called, wrote kind of the fascist version of Batman at one point. I don't want to say fascist, but let's say the 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 right wing version of sure, uh, sure. of Batman. We'll say. Uh, uh, but our buddy, uh, I say our buddy, like he even remembers who we are. But one of our favorite interviews of all time, uh, Kari Andrews, yeah, uh, wrote the. Uh, the more charming version of that power fantasy uh, with uh, the very violent, but I feel very Frank Miller inspired um, Renato Jones, the freelancer Renato season two. And it's a beautiful, it's a feast for the eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's a, as someone who's trying to put out a book right now, I, I cringe at the amount of pages that are just uh, blank, but um, <laughs> Uh, thinking that like I, like how is he paying for this <laughs> but but um it is a fucking great book if you don't know what it's about it's basically about a, a very powerful assassin who's been groomed much like bruce wayne almost to take out the evil one percent of the world and, and the one percent in this world is actually you know more dr octopus than uh donald trump so yeah, yeah. it's a it's a it's a very fun book uh and this one yeah. is very spot on for what's going on this this season has a lot to do with what's actually going on in the United States of America. So, I will say this: Kyrie Andrews loves to draw cocks because there's a lot of cocks <laughs> full, flopping. Yeah. Around well, one. didn't he show uh, Peter Parker's, Peter Parker's uh, co- yeah. pecker? Peter yeah. Parker pecker. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's uncircumcised in the the Andrews worse. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, and hangs a little bit to the right. Andrews, thank you for putting that in my head. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I love Renato Jones. I think that's such a great book, and I think yeah, exactly. It's topical, it's timely, yeah. but it's hyper violent and crazy. Right. Yeah. I think I think everyone here 
would love. I actually, I've only read the first one, but I really enjoyed it. I read it right after it came out, and I intended to keep getting them, and I just, and I just didn't. So, uh, I'm really interested in checking this out, and knowing it's your number one Mars, it's definitely gonna, yeah. gonna head up, head up the list, so I can definitely check it out. I think, uh, especially these guys who dug Frank Miller's stuff. Uh, would be interested in it. No, so. I keep meaning to pick it up. I got some. Uh, I got some Bonds and Noble gift cards. I some bust some out. what? Yeah. Bonds? Yeah. Bonds and Noble. This <laughs> Bonds. This and second they one. Sell books. Um, <laughs> like manages to somehow lean on a lot of these relationships that the first one was like beholden to, but somehow doesn't slow down at all. This book fucking has its pedal to the fucking metal the whole entire time. It it takes one breath. I feel like following like a a, a huge kind of cool plot point you know what i mean um and uh, uh while it's doing that nuclear like like wh- like while that breath is being had nuclear missiles are being fired on the united states of america um so it's it's pretty cool and you know he's he he, he knows how heavy-handed he is with the art design when uh, one of the villains' characters have what looks like Nazi armbands, but they have dollar yeah. signs instead of things. Like he yeah. is well fucking aware of what he's doing. But I love it, man. Go for it. You know, go for it. I let, love it. Let me read real quick on on issue number one. There's a quote from Warren Ellis, and it says, "A sort of hallucinatory rage pop Punisher from Occupy. It's gorgeous and also demented." Yeah, it is. So. It is. It is. You know, it's it's off the rails a lot of times. But yeah, I didn't kill anybody. It's so it's so <laughs> political that it. It's almost n- not. I, 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 that does, I know that doesn't make any sense, but you could, like, you know, I, I feel like uh, you could appreciate the humor in this no matter where, no matter where you fall. Like if you're a fan of things like Kingsman, if yep. you're a fan of things like, you know, Kick-Ass, like Mark Miller, like that sort of over-the-top, cheeky, yeah. tongue-in-cheek kind of violence, I feel like you'd be really into this. Oh, yeah. And, and, I mean, again, like, I do think, like, Andrews has his own style, but there's something about this you know, that really harkens back to me to like, uh, you know, Miller's artwork during in in his, in his page composition during like the, uh, dark Knight returns era of stuff. You know, I, I just, I just love it to bits. Awesome. Well, there you have it. The top 13 comics of 2017 from Dynamo and Wendy and Wendy, I know we ran a little over, but I appreciate you hanging around because it's always great to hear your picks and I'm super interested. I I wrote them all down. So I'm super interested in, in checking out a bunch of them and I'll have to maybe, uh, Maybe next time we have you on, we'll report back to you. (laughs) You can write to me anytime and tell me what you think. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I I don't want to wait a year, Wendy. Uh, I love having yeah, you on, so let's let's do it here. again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do our, se- our semi-annual yeah. <laughs> There you go. Just to let like a, like a primer, let people know what's awesome, and then they can check it out. And hopefully, by the time we get to the year end, uh, people have read a lot of those a lot of those books. So. You know, it would be fun if we had uh, the two members of the uh, Trashy Trio that we are in contact oh, yeah. with on at the same time. Yeah. That would be a, probably pretty. Oh fun. man. I even get to talk to josh anymore yeah. josh is in brazil right now oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah we could we, we could talk i want see a trash reunion yeah. i totally want that <laughs> yeah, we can see about that awesome so wendy let folks know where they can find your podcast if you you know if you want them to find you on social media or anything like that let folks know where they can find you 
Well, you can find Double Page Spread. You can find me on Stitcher, on iTunes, on, uh, uh, you know, through through Libsyn is where it's mainly hosted. You can go L-I-B-S-Y-N, uh, you know, slash Double Page Spread or just look. If you look up wherever fine podcasts are downloaded, yeah. I'm sure you'll yeah. find me. And I also, I opened up a merch store. Oh, nice. Thread- yeah, so on Threadless. So, like, uh, my artist, uh, Tom Kelly, he does the, these cute Caesar logos for me. If you ever see, it's like uh, Captain America eating a cupcake, and I want it's Judge Dredd drinking a Slurpee, and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, 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 Cannonball from the New Mutants. He's, nice. like, eating a fried chicken, you know. I, I have these, like, cutesy ones of different characters eating food. And so you can get all of that on on merchandise. You can get it on T-shirts. You can get on tote bags. You can get on a shower curtain. You get anything you want. So awesome. <laughs> check out the double page spread merch store. I'm see, I see a Judge Dread one that just came up in a quick Google search. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. With the slurpee cup. I love yeah. that. It's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> that is super awesome. Yeah. So go ahead and check out Wendy's stuff on Threadless and you can check out some, some great merch for Double Page Spread and make sure you subscribe and check out all her episodes and uh, give her a shout out and uh, you know let, let Wendy know what you think of her, of her picks and also uh, you know if you agree, disagree and uh, get in touch with Wendy. So yeah, Wendy, we really appreciate you coming on again. It was awesome having you on as, as always and we'll have to make sure that it happens uh, you know, we won't wait a year next time. All right, good. Thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful evening. You as well. Thanks Thank again, Wendy. Me. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Night night. Bye. Well, Wendy, wow. bring in the thunder with her. Yeah, picks. she's a rock Jeez. star. She's she the best. Totally is a rock star, and and I'm super interested in a lot of her picks. There's some some great stuff on there. So, uh, Raven Shadow, yes. you frequent a comic book store. Yes, you're gonna have to check some of these out. No, no, actually, I uh, I I finally bought. Um, I bought all my comics from 2016, uh, 17 rather, um, a couple weeks ago. So I have a huge stack. <laughs> I have a, I have a weird thing. A fat now. stack. Yeah, um, I've been doing a weird thing now where, unlike you know, getting a series, you know, I kind of like will go through and DC's been doing a lot of arcs like in three parts, um, like small little mini arcs. So uh, that's great. Um, so I've been some grabbing covers old school. Like if it's a cool cover, I'll grab it. Like uh, like Kyle Rayner is back in his old uh, his original costume. Really? Yeah. So I grabbed the issues that he first started wearing that again. You know, <laughs> uh, Roy Harper showed up in Green Arrow, so I grabbed two of those. So this is great. <laughs> That's my next tattoo. We got a Raven J, and it is Raven Shadow walking out of a comic book store with a huge stack of comics, and the comic uh, the comic book guy. Is saying, well, got to order more Savage Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you bought them out, Raven Shadow. That's, that's my next tattoo. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> After that description, you were sold, huh? That's fucking great. <laughs> He's fucking good, man. He's been killing yeah. tonight. Nice work, Raven Shadow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. That is funny. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to look up the comicsology stuff i want to see if you can get image on comicsology look up savage dragon i want to see that <laughs> that's outrageous that's a fucking double page spread that's a double page splash well like he's <laughs> been slowly moving up in his outrageousness since like you know forever like remember how controversial don't fuck with god right 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 was you know what i mean like, it wasn't so. it, didn't he go in someone's like, a giant's butthole or something yeah that was in 100 i think yeah. yeah but to be fair in terms of i know i mean dragon was always just a fun balls to the wall comic um but i'm sure being the was he the president or editor-in-chief for a while if not 
Kind of I think that, so, yeah. That it might help keep your book on the market if you're the president. True. Of the company. But no, that's not a dig, but um, yeah, he's the only original creator to stay on his original book. Well, I, that book has a fanatical fan base, and, and a lot of it is in people who have kind of given up on, like, uh, I know CDR is a huge Dragon fan. Really? So, yeah. And Dragon's you got to ask him. You got to ask him about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he may, I think he may be a bit behind, but, oh. like, uh, when I was setting up this kind of podcast, I've kind of talked to uh, Wolfie a little bit about this playthrough podcast I'd like to do at some point. For kind of like like I asked him like what would be a hero that he'd be like interested in like I asked this as a cult of muscle question like here are your three missions who are your team and Sav- it was like Savage it was like Savage Dragon and some Vertigo characters I'd never heard of yeah and actually is is he probably has the longest time on a book over anybody right in terms of drawing it and writing it oh it's got to be I mean uh, I mean especially in this day and age like look at the continuous. Numbering and what the hell was that? Right. What was what? I swear to God, I just heard a little girl laughing. I swear to God, his chair squeaked. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is the last thing I read on the Image Comics app was Renato Jones. Oh shit! Number one, Savage Dragon two twenty five. So actually, I'm, I so there's a Renato Jones number one. It looks like the Image app actually. I think you can probably buy stuff on here. Uh, what was one of the ones that she said was uh, the Eternity? I think was one of them. It was one of the ones I wrote down that I that sounded cool. So I'll take a look. So, oh, seven to Eternity. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's. Uh... Yeah, you can buy actually buy uh, you can buy a graphic novel for seven ninety nine digital. Hoping to finish it this week. Like, that's pretty good for for a graphic novel. I'm torn because I have all this free time to to read now mm-hmm. like i feel like i can still put in a lot of time writing and then also just read and watch movies yeah. but i feel like i should probably just spend more time writing so i've been not reading and watching as much yeah research it, it, i it's funny like the like uh i i've been i was been doing a soft rewrite for someone mm-hmm. and i pulled out a bunch of books just to like uh figure out when I like, if I was overloading panels, oh yeah, because I don't have any, I don't have any, uh, I, I I wouldn't be able to pick the artist out of the lineup, so I don't have any like rapport with yeah, them. So yeah. I'm trying to like figure out what to do. And normally, uh, it, on the Deadites comic, even though we don't have an artist yet, Jenny is an artist. So when she gives me the first rewrite of a script, I give her uh, this page grid. Uh, this like layout mm-hmm. grids at the top of the script to see kind of how she's thinking it should be laid out and stuff like that. So, like here, I could buy right now. I could buy Mayday, the oh, graphic yeah. novel for twelve ninety nine, or I could probably buy single issues. So it looks like it's so good. The, the ones that I've looked up that were mentioned are on the Image app. I don't have the Comicsology app installed, so I don't know for sure on there. But uh, I do know that you can you can buy them off of. Off of uh, the image app. So. Filmmakers, producers, if you are out there quietly listening, <laughs> buy all of Alex DeCampi's stuff and make movies out of them. They are like, not since Frank Miller, in my opinion, is a comic writer writing screenplays as comics. Like, I think this Mayday is, I think it's sort of more based on like literature stuff <coughs> and alternate history stuff a little. <laughs> Or not alternate history, but like uh, in the same way Atomic Blonde is going on 
Uh, not to compare it because it's much better than Atomic Blonde. Uh, but Atomic Blonde is going on while a historical thing is happening. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, Mixes fact with fiction. Right. This is a fucking great book. It's like a fucking sleazy James Bond. Uh, a sleazy Soviet James Bond. Ooh. And I was so happy to see that this was the... Another book is coming out and it's the, you know, the second book in this character. Uh, you know, it's just so fucking good. But, I mean, her semi automagic would be a great film. Um, That's a great fucking title. Yeah, it really is. All the all the grindhouse stuff, uh, Mayday. Uh, there's something that it, I love. It's that's too bad, me. Uh, and I've never read it. But what was it? Was it Bitch Planet? Was that the one that was done by? Um, uh, shit, I'm drawing. I'm blanking on her name. Kelly Sue. Kelly Sue. Yeah. And it seemed like that got a lot of attention, whereas Alex DeCampi's Grindhouse didn't get nearly the attention, and it was a better book, like by by most people, yeah, right? I love, I love Bitch Planet, but I, I think that uh, I like exploitation sometimes better yeah. than I like political allegory. Sure, sure, yeah. And um, you know, Alex DeCampi's um, her version of the women in prison story was like more, uh, yeah, you know, relentless. But I mean, those things like. The novelty of the Grindhouse stuff is that they're low-budget movies that you couldn't make unless it was a comic because you have the thing. But, like, you know, so many... There's another one of her books that I fuck... Oh, uh, No Mercy. Like, that's begging to be a film or a TV series or uh, um, something. Like, just, like, I'm t- like I'm telling you, all these are hits, films, or hit movies. And I'm not just saying this because she's likes good music and has good fashion. But... <laughs> um, you know, and as I found out today, she's as nice of a lady as she is a, 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 a artist. But I think that you know, like these are just like fucking slam dunks with strong women characters, which the market is fucking ripe for. If we're just looking at it in a thing, um, you know, and you know, in this one, like fucking, uh, you know, at some point, I feel like this this is the uh, Mayday is going to be a film someday. Like it just is like. Uh, if I was going to produce it right now, you know who I'd have do it? Who? The Mo Brothers. Yeah. Going more with like killers than the more bombasticness of Headshot, but it does have flourishes of that sort of kind of cinematic ultraviolence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that would, you know, be be where I would go, but uh cool. There's a lot of stuff for for people to chew on if you're into comics. Like right now, once again, I'm just looking on the image app, but I see Extremity, which is one, one of Wendy's top books, and they're all available here. You can buy a graphic novel of them uh, for twelve ninety nine, or you can buy single issues. It looks like the first, the most recent issue is three ninety nine, and then when another one comes out, the digital price drops down to one ninety nine. So if you want to wait a month, you can get the single issues for for two bucks. Typically, it's it seems like I don't know if that's how most companies are are doing the digital thing now, but. I guess that makes sense. That way, they can the brick and mortar can still com, you know compete because if they come out same day at one ninety nine, yeah. then a lot of people tough, are yeah. yeah. So Valentine, yeah. that would be a great uh, bank shot. Like, uh, oh no, no, I'm thinking of no, I'm thinking of No Mercy here. Uh, no Mercy again, like I said before. Um, WWF No Mercy. Yes. Um, no Mercy is basically the story of it's very can uh very green inferno-y, the story of like some uh a, a group of college kids that are going on a bus ride to help some uh you know help a, a poor community south of the border 
and halfway there their uh their bus tips over in the um their bus gets into a collision with another car that has a great deal of uh cartel drugs on them mm-hmm. uh and they are besieged in the desert by things that live in the desert and uh bad guys and all sorts of things it is a fucking master work of like like you know you wouldn't call it horror cuz it doesn't have that any of those traditional horror trappings but man uh, you know, like the there's always the joke that people Mickey Keating just said it on his awesome show, The Core. The difference between uh, horror and suspense to uh, uh, to the film community is how much fucking backing they put into it, and like No mm-hmm. Mercy, it's, it's it's maybe a TV show, but definitely a fucking killer movie, and it's young kids, you know. All right, so let's. Let's wrap things up here. We only got a couple voicemail, so we'll get to those and we'll start wrapping things up. And I guess we didn't really do a question this week because we had another segment, but I guess when we say our goodbyes, um, I don't know. If you guys want to talk about a comic, go for it. It could be any comic. How about that? I'll leave it wide open for you. Favorite favorite comic of all time? Oh, <laughs> Raven Shadow. Just, just pick one, all right? Uh, my name's Monster Jiro, and I say Sam Kittis. Monster Jiro? <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of those Greek sandwiches? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hear. Actually, this is a, maybe this was for Wendy. I don't know, but it's a question from FTM. First time, Mike. It's a comic book question. So why don't we go to the tape and listen to first time, Mike? What's up, trick or treat family? This is first time, Mike. How's everybody doing this hey, buddy. evening? And hello to Wendy Freeman, if you're still there. Oops. Sorry, but. Uh, <laughs> It was fun listening to you on the show. And uh, I don't have a long question for you guys tonight. I don't read, I'll be honest, I don't read much comics uh, right now. Uh, if anything, I'll pick up maybe some uh, of the different mini series, like some of the Batman 66 uh, crossover mini series, or uh, I picked up the recent, like, Army of Dar- Ash and the Army of Darkness comics. Uh, maybe stuff here or there, but I don't really, like, read a lot of Marvel and DC anymore. And. A lot of my stuff is basically rating the 25 cent bins because I seem to be on like a 90s comic kick, uh, especially stuff like Ultraverse or like some of the, like the weirder po- universes that all seem to pop up around like 92 and 93 when everybody thought that we're going to get on the comics gravy train and we're going to have our own comic book universe. And some of the really interesting ones lasted like maybe 10 issues of of their whole line altogether. But uh, that's what I've been kind of listening to. But uh, my question tonight is tangential to that. Uh, with stuff like uh, coming up, the what I saw in the latest uh, advanced comics uh, or previews. Well, advanced comics, I'm dating myself. Uh, the new D, uh, age of DC heroes and uh, Marvel Legacy with a lot of old-style characters coming back. Uh, my question to you guys is this. If you could... Uh, you know, bring back some old characters. I mean, you can go like old, like 70s Marvel or pre-crisis DC. Uh, what are some of the characters you would like to bring back in a modern day with like maybe a little twist or some uh, different uh, some different uh, versions of uh, that would kind of work in today's market? Nothing fancy, but, you know, uh, maybe some of the, Maybe a new, more Ted Cord Blue Beetle. I haven't read the new Blue Beetle stuff, so I wouldn't know how he's faring right now. 
or you know maybe some comic line you were fond of back in the day that you can you know what would you like to see come back in this day and age and what little twist would you put on it that's my question for tonight tonight uh, excuse me Wish you guys all the best. If you guys are getting a cold snap up by you, I thought I saw on news this uh, today. So y'all keep warm and uh, stay safe, everyone. This is first time Mike saying good night. Bye. Thank you, first time Mike. And uh, what do you say? Cold snap is it? Yeah. Yeah. We got a uh, snowstorm. A, a snowstorm, it, and yeah. it ended kind of earlier this afternoon. Um, but I, I don't think we're getting anything else. No, it's supposed to be uh, in the mid-30s for the rest of the week, I think. Good. Maybe uh, 48. It's like weekend. a fucking uh, heat wave compared to like two weeks ago. Mm. Trying to grill out, watch the Pats. <laughs> grill out. Go Brady. <laughs> so I'll take a look. Yeah, it looks like it's – I don't think we're getting any more. It looks like maybe we might get some more snow on Monday. But, yeah, so I think we're good. So I think that was it. All right, so the question at hand, uh, any uh, comic books – or comic characters you'd like to bring back, and if so, how? Does anyone have an answer off the top of their head? Little Lulu. <laughs> I don't know. Well, for me, actually, uh, I I didn't bring it. I, I bought it on Monday. I was going to bring it tonight, uh, but I picked up. Uh, it's part of the the same scale that you like, Dynamo. The DC, the DC version of Marvel Legends. Yeah. They had. A, uh, Ooh, is that the six inch scale? Oh, you better Ooh. believe it. Met your big pepper. <laughs> I bet your purple pepper. I said <laughs> on my voice recognition software while I was talking to these fucking jamokes today while a nurse was in the other room, I said, I am the king of the six-inch. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I verify that. he did say it. Um, but no, they had a, uh, an obsidian figure. Um, oh, yeah. And if you know obsidian. The jade and obsidian, um, right? Yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, Obsidian is the son of the Golden Age, Alan Scott, um, and his his twin sister, Jade. Um, But he spun out of uh, a a team called Infinity Incorporated, which in the mid-'80s, DC was really top-heavy in in awesome, like, super teams. He had the Teen Titans, uh, Batman the Outsiders, Infinity Inc., and they spun out of uh, the All-Star Squadron, which was a World War II-based... comic essentially uh justice league unlimited followed their mirrored their kind of mission statement where they took all the golden age heroes and put them on one team so you had a rotating cast but um infinity inc was the sons and daughters of the legendary uh jsa and i really enjoyed their book um they were led by the original star spangled kid who later become skyman uh mr bones your boy johnny was on the team um the second hour man, Rick uh, Tyler. So I really enjoyed that book a lot. Um, and it even has a lot of ties to DC um, as the years progressed. Um, the Golden Age Hawkman's son, Hector Hall, and his uh, oh, girlfriend, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lita, who was the daughter of the Golden Age Wonder Woman, are the parents of, uh, of Daniel, who uh, was the second uh, Sandman after Morpheus. So a lot of stuff... Uh, came out of, uh, I think Roy and Dan Thomas uh, wrote the characters along with Jerry Ordway. And I, th- I don't think they've ever been collected. They might have collected the very first uh, six-part story from 84, 85. But I really enjoyed enjoyed that book. And I would love to either a, reprint the entire series or bring them back uh, in modern. Because I'm a huge mark for protégés and, and legacy heroes. Yep. Now, I, I'm not too up on current comic books well not all of them so i don't know if this is something that has already been done but 
the first thing that comes to mind, you did mention that Kyle's back in the costume. That may have been one of the options. Yeah. He's now Green Lantern again? Well, he's, he plays part of he's been part of the he's been part of the team. The he was like the he was a white lantern for a while, but there's there's two Green Lantern that's, books. That's racist, man. I didn't write it. There's blue ones. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck Gonzo is. Gonzo. Um, yep. The Gonzo core. Uh, <laughs> but there's two GL books. It's Green Lanterns, which are two new ones. Um, I don't know. I don't read that. New ones? Yeah. Don't they have enough? There's more. Yeah, yeah. Um, they don't need any more for Sector 2814, right? 2814. Yeah, it's two. It's a it's a guy and a girl. It's the... I don't know if he's if he's Muslim, if he's a Muslim Green Lantern. Oh, okay. I did. I remember seeing something about that. Baz. Yeah, okay. Somebody... That's Simon cool. Baz. Yeah, that's cool. Somebody yeah. Baz. Um but there's Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Okay. Which yeah, that's yeah. where you'll get Hal, Guy, John, and Kyle. So it's the original awesome suit. The only difference is the, the symbol is the official Green Lantern symbol. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But um not not the kind of fancy new one he got. Yeah, yeah. But it's the same black and white. It, yeah. Suit. Imagine if MZ had to relive this day over and over. He'd, right. he'd kill himself hearing so much like so much comic talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next week, uh, submit your favorite, you know, uh, Transformer memory. Or <laughs> who should voice Hubcap in the next movie? Or your oh, favorite whatever. cinematic rape. <laughs> oh, there's so many to choose from. Yeah. Okay. Um, but but I'll go with, and you can tell me, Raven Shadow, if, if he's come back, but I'm going to go with Jack Knight Starman. Oh, that's I want him to retake the mantle. Granted, his story was told. I think that was a perfect way to end it, but... As a mark for that, I would love to see more. So, oh, I agree. I'll, and I'll, I would just bring him back and do the same old shit that he did. You remember? Remember there was that came close to having the TV series called Opal City. I yeah, believe. I remember hearing uh, something about that. But I would love if that can get done now. Yeah. It, it, it yeah, wouldn't yeah, have yeah. worked then, but I think now on some fucking platform, like make Jack Ganguino. Yeah, see, <laughs> copyright bringing it back. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's pretty much for. Yeah, I agree, Johnny. For me, it's always Big Trouble in Little China and Jack. And Jack yeah, that's it. When in doubt, yeah. Does that's anyone it. have any others that they want to talk about? Aries, Mars, uh, Justice League International. I don't know exactly. I would probably fresh the Blaha era. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would, I would do it a little different, but that's what you, I would do. Do you, you think that could come back in this day and age? Well, it better because people <laughs> aren't going to buy the Deadites comic. <laughs> I, I get notes from Jenny that say things like, uh, "We have twenty-two issues. If if twenty of them are the Deadites arguing at a coffee shop, the monsters are going to win when they get out." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be down for that. That was it was a great run. Uh, Aries MZ. Um. I don't know if it ever happened since, but back in the uh, mid '90s, the uh, Malcolm comic series. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, some of them were bad, but some were good. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see that again. Some uh, reimagining. Of I'd some be of down the, for the, a Dark Claw. Uh, Dark Claw was one of the good ones, yeah. But even just to uh, combine some of the other characters together, Iron Lantern. Yeah, there was that one. Um, great was title was Magneto and the Metal Men. Oh yeah, 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 it was a great title, title but awful book. Awful book, but a great title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, was it just yeah. the the amalgams? Was it what was the name of the the? Like, yeah, it was. It was. It came spun out of the the. It was also when Marvel and DC were friends again. Right, right. Um, before Quesada, I mean, you know, uh, turned Marvel heel. Yeah. Um, which to be fair, they were too close, and the rivalry is better um, for sales, at least. Here's uh, some of the some of the characters. Speed there was Demon. Yeah, there's Dark Claw as uh, as uh, Aries mentioned, Dead Eye, which is uh, Bullseye and Deadshot. Yeah, Doctor Doomsday, 
pretty which good. is Doomsday and Doctor Doom, obviously. Doctor Strange Fate. Great costume. Uh, name, great name. Lethal, which is Cheetah and Craven the Hunter. Nobody wanted that. Night Creeper, which is Creeper and Nightcrawler. Yep, yep. Skulk, <laughs> which is uh, Solomon Grundy and, and, and Hulk, obviously. A sp- Spider Boy, which is Super Superboy and Spider Man. Yep. And Super Soldier, which is Superman and Captain America. Yeah, there's also uh, JLX, which was the... Yeah, I just, I just named a few of them there. Oh, well, so. I'll fucking name the rest for go, that. Go for it. I know, I know you shit. could. I don't need it interweb. <laughs> okay, yeah. What, what about... I mean, there was, there was the uh, uh, Storm Wonder Woman. I forget what the title was. Oh, yeah. I see the picture now. So, and obviously, did you mention the Batman Wolverine? Yeah, that was Dark Low. Dark, oh, da- oh, that's right. Of course, yeah. yeah. Right in the title there. <laughs> he dresses in black and he has claws. Is this a Ghost Rider amalgam? That's Speed Demon. Speed it was a uh, Ghost oh. Rider and uh, I guess the Flash. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember I got a couple of these back in the day. Yeah, I mean, there was, there was some of them were, were good concepts, but just the story was awful. I think yeah. there was a Bruce Wayne, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That was uh, kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like yeah. that. With cool Carrie Noir artwork. I didn't like that they X-Patrol. made. Yeah. Doom Patrol. Uh, um, I didn't like that it was Captain America and Superman was the amalgam. Why not? I don't know. That seemed very fitting. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. like it. Who would you have mixed um, Superman with? Hulk and Superman. So well, who would you mix Captain America with? Batman. Well, why, why would you mix Hulk and Superman? Because... Hulk is really strong and Superman is strong really and strong. can do everything else. Well, that's all the bad stuff. And then I would have the gray Hulk be the Lex Luthor and not know that they were the same person. Yeah. I'm, I'm a much better writer than that. That's why you're not writing comics. How about okay. that? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> no, that's not why I'm not writing comics. Because people don't like comics about people talking. <laughs> I do. I know. All right, MZ. You'd be my biggest. Do you have uh, anything? No, I can't. <laughs> think of something. Come, Come on. on. Oh, stop You've it. had All right. two fucking hours to think of one fucking yeah. movie that's not left. left yeah, left, let, left. Let's, let's name a movie. Yeah, I got two for you. Okay, what? I said okay. two. Okay. Name them. Night of the Living Dead, which was released originally as Night of Anubis. Anubis? A- Anubis? Anubis. A-N-U-B-I-S. No. It, was, it, it, never, was, it, it never got released as that. It, it, it. it got released on its first night. It got released as Night of Anubis. No, it was Night of Flesh Eaters. Night in a of movie, Flesh Eaters. In a movie already had that, and that's, that's why right. they had to change it. Okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. Well, that's I, why, I that's why it famously lost its... Um, its uh, it was never trademarked. But you think, but, but Night of Flesh Eaters wouldn't have hurt the movie. Yeah, it didn't have anything to do with. No, no, it was, it was, it was pulled. The, the The title was pulled before, right. you know, any you know real. So that didn't you're hurt not, its release you're not at help, all. You're not I, helping your argument. I, oh Jesus! Why do I fucking work with you, dicks? Because uh, you, you, you why do you always have to bust my balls? Because I'm you said no, no, no. You all right, said, I got another one. You okay. stupid cunts. All right. (laughs) When you have a thesis, you need to back it up. Will you shut up? No. Shut up. 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 Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. You shut up. Shut up. Anywho, you got this. You got this. Right in the mic. And the the second one because he turned my mic off. Yeah, you did. I saw you pull. I was going to, and I didn't. Oh, that's so big of you. All right. Back over to your side. Back to your mic. Another movie that was released, uh, then it got pulled. M. No. 
The Evil Dead was originally titled The Book of the Dead. Look at him. Look at him. Look. Oh, yeah. I'm look checking. I'm checking. Yeah. The, yeah. It was originally released as as Book of the Dead. Why was and it changed? Because, uh, what's his name? Um, Sam Raimi? No. No. The producer. Uh, Rob Tap. Uh, uh, no, no, no. The, the guy. Uh, De Laurentiis. De Laurentiis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that uh, he felt that the, the title, The Book of the Dead, was nobody's going to go see a movie about people reading. So he came up with the Evil Dead. Okay, did it get, how, did it get how long was it released for? Yeah, co- did it get released it got it got released maybe a couple. Of, it got a couple of showings, I think. So they didn't change the name because no one went to see it because they felt no one was going to see it. They felt no one was going to see it because they felt that the title was going to hurt the movie. I don't. I don't know if that supports. But that's not your, what you said. Your, your it claim. does support it. Jesus Christ, he's looking for No, because it would have come out and you not You shut work. up. You stay out of this. <laughs> You've talked enough. It, it would have come out. You and, have spoken no, enough. No, because they were guessing that no one was going to go see it. They didn't have any proof no one was going to go oh, see it. Oh, for Christ's sake. Are we really going to do this? Yeah, that's what you said. It, oh, it was your Christ. It was your, your thesis. Oh, shut up. <laughs> he's yelling at us because we're calling him out for bullshit. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm sorry. You're wrong. You could suck my nut. You could <laughs> suck my nut. You could suck my dick. And you could kiss my ass. Wow. All right? I got off Jeez. easy on this one. I'm having <laughs> the hardest time. <laughs> I just gave you two more titles. I don't know what else to tell you. I, I'm they, sorry. I don't accept those don't titles. I know you don't accept do with those what titles. You said. I know you don't accept those they titles. They don't support your argument. They don't support yeah, your they argument. Do at support all. Your they do support your argument. They don't. They do. They don't. They do. They but they, they would have had to have come out and performed poorly to support your argument. Regardless, they were out and they were pulled and then they went back and then they went back with a new title. But that's not what you said. I don't get, Since when do you give a shit about what I say? <laughs> Never. Exactly. Thank you very much. Let's continue. <laughs> I love how you just fucking trumping it over here. <laughs> Rewriting history. Some shithole answers. Oh, my God. That's exactly what you're doing. You totally trumped it. <laughs> no. Yes. No. I'm going to start calling you Donald. Hey, hey, hey. I might be an asshole, but I'm not a fucking asshole. Do I look like a Republican to you? But you you completely trumped that. To be fair, neither is he. <laughs> I'm going to say something, and then I'm going to say wait long enough that I can try to say something that doesn't have anything to do with what I said in the first place. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. That is exactly what that happened. That is not exactly is, what happened. Yeah. All yeah, of- that's exactly <laughs> what happened. My God. Do you suck the cum out of his dick, or or do you, or do you or do you just fondle his balls, or what is it? Did you do? What do you? Because what we're, do you have on because him? Because we're right and you're wrong. No, I'm not wrong. <laughs> you kind of are. I, I'm kind of not. Aries is right down the middle. He's like fucking I'm, Bryce Remsburg. Kind of not. He's like Earl Habner. No, no. <laughs> I'm right. No. Yes. <laughs> You can get as upset as you want. It's not going to change the upset. fact that you're wrong. I'm fine. Wow. <laughs> Who was yelling? Did you know most? that Eraserhead was originally called Monster Zero Head? No. And they changed uh, it because they didn't think anyone was going to go fucking see it. Can we call regardless, you? Tr- regardless of what you guys think, <laughs> can we call and you, you guys Trumpy? are wrong. Regardless of what you guys think, 
I was right as far <laughs> as far. Right. Wait, will you let me finish? Eat an M and M. Drink another Dr Pepper. You only got you only drank four of them plus an <laughs> plus an Arizona iced tea. Jesus Christ. Okay, continue. You cannot. You, you you're you cannot deny the fact that I was right about last that, house on the left. No, I won't. I'll give you that one. Oh, gee, you provided thanks. you provided you provided, some, I did. You provided evidence. One. You provided evidence. You you said one million and you provided <laughs> one. Oh, for Christ's sake! So that is one point zero 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 one. When I said one million, I was I'm talking about films that get a new title. Now I know that's every film, but back back then, sixties, seventies, early eighties, it happened. Constantly, with two or three different titles, or sometimes even more, with many different horror films back in the day. Okay, you you said one you million. Said, you said, hey, hey, let uh, me talk. Okay, go right ahead. I was nice enough to let you talk. All right, go ahead. Mushroom. You said one million titles, one million uh, movies. One million. I asked for examples. You pr- produced one. one yes. Yeah. We gave you hour and a half. <laughs> two hours. Two hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. Most of which you weren't talking. You could you could be on your little Google box, yeah, and I was, and look up movies, and I was, and you came up with two titles that didn't support. Yes, they your did. Claim. Yeah, no, they're not supporting my claim because you don't want them to support my claim. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! If this, it's this, one thing you, if okay, it's one wait, no, thing no, no, you guys no, 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 collectively wait, wait, wait. cannot stand, it's does, being wrong. Does anyone in this room think it's not true? Well, of course they're going to agree with you, you yuts. Why are they going to agree with me? <laughs> why do I? Why? Why? Why do because they automatically they'd agree with me? Because they rather agree with you than agree with me. We're both assholes. It doesn't matter who which it one. It does of us. matter. It does matter. I get you back, Trust baby. Me. That's good. Trust me. I've been around this group long enough to know that it matters. Trust me. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Well, who's next? Job? Well, here, here's one. Actually, I got one. Let's hear. I'm going to fucking. Tr- I'm going to. I'm going to trump you, not in the way you trump me. Uh, the 13th Warrior was originally called Eaters of the Dead. What's it called? The 13th, 13th Warrior was originally called... Originally called Eaters of the Dead. But did Eaters it come out of the poorly? Dead? I actually... It, no, but it was released. The trailer came out, and and I think people were like, what is Eaters of the Dead? What is that? Because I actually have the 35mm oh. trailer of Eaters of the Dead. They pulled it, renamed it. I don't know if that's why, but the trailers had a be- very poor reaction. Well, couldn't they? So couldn't they, they repackaged it and renamed it. Well, then couldn't the same be said about Return of the Jedi with Revenge of the Jedi? Well, I don't. I don't uh, know about no, that. because that was that was. It, I don't think it was ever released to the they public. O- they only made a poster, and then the decision yeah. was made. Yeah, and it wasn't about performance. It was Lucas's story was that Jedi's wouldn't seek revenge. Yeah. So, so, it was, so it was more of a. It but was there was never was a, there was never a, a trailer for Revenge of the Jedi. Just no, a poster. No. Okay. There was, yeah, there was a poster. Okay. Um, Supposedly, Scream's or- original name was Scary, Scary movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know that that's. I don't know why they changed it, but I'm just. I'm not getting the reasons. I looked up how high profile movies that change their names. I, I, I think and I'm seeing I think, a bunch. Here. I think that the premise of the bit would be a movie that actually was a, a title that was shown, whether in a trailer or in audiences, right, that were right, changed because right. of it had to be. There's released. probably not a lot of movies that were released and then had their title changed. One actually, one one I have we reviewed. There's millions. <laughs> <laughs> one that we reviewed Black was Oat's Black Oat's Daughter. Oh, right. And it was, also, it was originally uh, February when we oh, saw it. Actually, I think right. it was Black Hood's Daughter right. 
Then it was February, and it somehow got released as Black Coat's Daughter again. Because we watched it. As no, February. we saw it as February, but it was never Black Coat's right, Daughter before right. then. Like it, when it got when it got bought, it was changed to Black Coat's Daughter. Like Halloween was originally the Babysitter Murders. Really? Yeah. Blade, Blade Runner was originally supposed to be Do and- Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. Which was the name? But that of was the book. book. That right. was the Andy Dick, not Andy Dick novel. Andy Dick. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be interesting. Philip, Philip K. K. Philip Dick. K. Dick. Philip K. Dick. A different Dick. But <laughs> so for for fans of the movie, that was probably a uh, fans of the book. That probably would have been a good way to name it. However, <laughs> I bet that that didn't do well in focus groups. People were probably like, "What the fuck does this mean?" You know? Yeah, it's not. It's not a sexy title. So, like. Oh, and the uh, Unforgiven was originally the Cut Whore Killings. That's You're fucking, shitting me, really? That's that's what this article that's says. That's a fucking movie. I, I like that title. It says, for one thing, the original title totally gives away the ending of the movie about a ladies' man. Come on now. Oh, there is another movie I just Oh, thought of. Saturday Night Fever was called The Tribal Rights of the Saturday Night. Huh. Okay. I see somehow uh, I knew that. Freaked. Oh, uh, wait. Fr- freaked. Fr- Freaked. Freaked. The movie Freaked oh, with Randy Quaid. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. original the, the and Alex that, Winter. Alex Winter, oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, Freaked. Was it, was it, no, it's Freaked. freaked. You sure? It's yeah. Freaked. Yeah, freaked. freaked. It's oh, Freaked. freaked. Hey, uh, it was originally... Freak of the week. Wow. It was originally entitled Hideous Mutant Freaks. Okay. Uh, but did so, they change it because it performed badly? Well, I think it was going to perform badly no matter what. Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> Your, Your did thesis you, is just off the fucking Did you know this one, Mars? Predator was originally known known as Hunter. No, That's I, I didn't know that. Mm, a sexual hunter. I don't I like, think that Hunter like is as good of a name. E.T. the extraterrestrial Triple H was originally known as A Boy's Life. Yeah. A Boy's Life with Aliens. <laughs> That's a stupid title yeah. <laughs> for that movie. Is they should have called it High Times for Kids. Uh, Car- uh, Carlito says Ticks was released in theaters as Infested. Oh, it probably performed very badly and they changed it. <laughs> Carlito. And uh, Donnie Davis says, I thought Ticks was direct to video. One step closer. I thought it was too. Well, yeah. Amy Dolan's didn't help. One step closer to a million. All right, we have one more voicemail. I hate that movie. It scares me. So if you guys have any, if anyone out there has stories about films that had their t- uh, title changed because they performed poorly. Because specifically for that reason, I'd like to hear about it. We got and, uh, a lot of fucking brackets. Because there's film. a million out there, so <laughs> yeah. you guys have a lot to choose from. So if that's true, let us know. I'd love, to, I'd love for MZ to get some backup on this. Maybe we could check the news. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got one from our boy, Arkham Josh. Hey, Trick or Treat Radio guys. Hey, it's uh, Arkham Josh here calling in about uh, this week's film. You guys are covering Happy Death Day. Um, I didn't get a chance to rewatch it, but I did catch this back when it was in theaters. Um, and I actually thought it was a lot of fun, um, quite enjoyable, uh, and you know, definitely, definitely worth checking out. Um, you know, it's a fun concept that I think was well written, uh, well executed, and well acted, especially since you have a lead character who has to go from unlikable to. You know, to to from you be, not liking her to then you rooting for her in the end, and you know being a heroic character. Uh, so I thought overall it was very well pulled off, and um, so I'm gonna say it is a treat and a recommend. Um, yeah. 
so I'll keep it short. Um, haven't gotten to catch up on any of the other things yet, but, you know, I've still got a few that I kind of made a mental note of uh, wanting to see. But uh, So I'll get to those soon, all right? Hope you guys are doing well. Have a good one. Bye. All right, Josh. Thanks, man. Glad you dug it. Seems to be um, most people are digging this movie, which is cool. So, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it. We're going to start to wind things down here. So uh, we'll have everyone say goodbye. And then if you want to talk about uh, a favorite comic book, it doesn't have to be your all-time favorite, just just one that comes to mind. So uh, we'll kick things off with MZ. All right. Uh, I'll say my favorite comic book. <laughs> like I have one. Uh, well, I remember I remember reading Battle Pope back in the day. <laughs> you like Battle Pope? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what happened to that, but I it might still be around. I sincerely doubt it. That guy uh, has another little book called The Walking Dead. Yeah, I know. I was going to say that guy went on right. to do some pretty big things. Ah, so he's he's done with Battle Pope then. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's spending most of his time on The Walking Dead. It's pretty funny. It was actually the whole team. It was uh, Tony Moore actually did the art too. So oh, no shit. it was the original team for Walking Dead. Look at that, MZ. You're yeah, a trendsetter. Yeah, and sidekick Jesus. Yeah. Maybe say that. That could be a new AMC show. <laughs> yeah. Do you have it? Maybe it would be worth some money. No. Oh, you no. don't have it still? No, I don't think I do. Robert Kirkman, uh, writer and artist Tony Moore. Yeah. Huh. No, no kidding. Wow. Okay. Well, that's it for me. So, arrivederci, douchebags. All right. And God bless the United States. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, one thing I didn't play. I wanted to play this earlier. This is, um, uh, I wanted to play it for the, for the movie. From, uh,. <laughs> It's happy, it's birthday death day from Death Clock. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I miss these guys. So maybe they should have called it birthday death day. Would you have been okay with that, MZ? I don't know. Coralito says Chopping Mall was Killbots. That's true. Yep. Good call. Did they change it because it performed poorly? Like, I, <laughs> I don't think anyone knows this. I'm really yeah. fucking jacked up to fill up this list, and I have like <laughs> you, 9,000. You have 999 like, spots to fill. 999, comma, 999 spots left. It's a lot. All right, Aries, do you have a comic you want to talk about? Um, I'm always fond of the original Sin City title. Yes. I think a couple of years ago they gave it an actual title. I don't recall. Oh, the Hard Goodbye. Hard Goodbye. Yeah. But to me, it'll always just be Sin City. Right. Much like Star Wars, you know, in Star Wars. And, yeah. Right. Um, Marv, uh, very likable, relatable character, so it's just I don't, it's just a, a great story. Did you ever see the collection I have of that? The collection of... It's called Big Fat Sin City. It's every Sin City thing. Oh. And it's the size of like an end. It's like the size of that pizza box. Yeah. But oh, the, I've, I've, yeah. I didn't know you had that. The I've mail seen people that. wouldn't deliver it. I had to pick it up at the post office. Yeah, it's crazy. I'll never read it because my back can't take it. But. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> goodbye. All right, Raven Shadow. Uh, it's gonna be hard for you to pick a comic, a single comic, like a single issue or a single Savage title. Dragon Two. No, just no <laughs> title, title. Um, there's a whole lot of shit there, but really, end of the day, once again, uh, there's just certain things that come around again and again and again. Uh, Big Trouble in China, <laughs> Jack Knight Star Man, but of course, it's it's Preacher Man, Garth Ennis and Dylan, dude. Preacher Man, Preacher. Yeah. <laughs> 
Appreciate, appreciate it is my favorite thing ever. Favorite thing ever? Yeah. More than Big Drum and Little China. If you yeah, had to pick. That's rough. But yeah. And I have loved ones, okay? Preacher checks. <laughs> Preacher, and I have Preacher loved man's ones. check yeah. is in the mail. Yes. All right. Goodbye. Oh, uh, live fast, love hard, die with your mask on. All right, Mars man. I'm going to go with what my probably uh, second favorite thing is of Justice League International is my favorite, and it's also by Garth Ennis. Uh, mm-hmm. And I feel it's extremely underrated, and that is his series, Hitman. Tommy Monaghan is probably the most simple yet greatest character. Uh, it's a mixture of Sam Raimi aesthetic with John Woo gunplay mm-hmm. uh, with some fucking clueless superheroes thrown in. I love it. All right, say your thing. Uh my favorite thing ever is when he auditioned for the Justice League and got thrown out uh, because he said, he, well, he didn't get thrown. He got thrown out because he said he's a professional hitman. He kills people for money. And then they were stunned. And they go, don't feel bad about not uh, voting me. And I'm just here to look at Wonder Woman with my x-ray vision. Yes. And as he was going outside, he ran into Aztec and he said, don't mention money. They hate it. <laughs> uh, remember children, wherever you go, there they are. There they are. (laughs) Fucking one million of them. (laughs) Million of them. (laughs) They're everywhere. He he, like that whole Trumpin thing. Trumpin it is instead of billions, he says millions and millions and millions and millions (laughs) and millions and millions. Listeners, Trick or Treat Radioheads, Deadite Secret Twilight Society, you need to get these films for me because I have my Excel spreadsheet all fucking warmed up. I'm gonna enter manually enter in all. No cut and pasting. I'm going to manually enter in all one million movies. Into this. <laughs> uh, oh, Creepy Girl comes to your defense. I see. She says, to be fair, a million is a figure of speech meaning a lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, he didn't give a lot. He gave one. And he and had one and he was had, more than you guys could ever. And he had many opportunities eat. to say it was a figure of speech and didn't. He had a million opportunities. Ah! Oh, come on. <laughs> uh. Oh, Carlos says, I believe that's the reason Killbots was changed to Chopping Mall. So, ooh, we Bye. might have a, do- a second one. two or three? We have a second one. All right, for me, I already mentioned, since I already mentioned Starman, Jack Knight's Starman, I'm not going to mention it again. That would be my choice. But one of my, one of my runner up, runners-ups is a comic written by Warren Ellis, uh, drawn by Derek Robertson. Also, usually on most of my list, but I agree with you. <laughs> and it is The Adventures of Spider-Jerusalem in Transmetropolitan. This is a comic book that I have actually been meaning to go back to because I think this would be extra relevant. It's fucking relevant like a now, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. during the election. You know, like maybe a year ago, I should have reread this, but I think it's going to be super relevant. And I haven't read it in a while, so I forget a lot of the details. But Transmetropolitan and the character of Spider Jerusalem is so fucking amazing. Uh, that's, I mean, Warren Ellis has done a lot of great stuff, but for me, that that might be one of one of the best things he's done. So I would uh, definitely recommend checking out Transmetropolitan if you have never done it. There's definitely collections available. And uh, it is fucking great. I dove back into a couple of trades uh, last November. What would you call like sci like sci fi political adventure? Like I don't even know how to fucking describe it. It's fucking crazy. It's science fiction political political uh, science fiction. Uh, political. Uh, it's it's like a fucking Judge Dredd version of Bloom County. <laughs> All <laughs> right, there you go. Hunter S. Thompson and yeah, yeah, definitely some Hunter S. Thompson for sure. So. All right. Well, everyone in the chat room, people are saying goodnight to us. Thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, Carlos says goodnight. 
Creepy Girls has a million reasons. Name them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that is going to do it. So next week, I'm not sure. Once again, I'm not sure if we're going to be doing Wednesday Night Wars. We'll try to update you guys throughout the week. We're still trying to wait uh, from outside the cinema to see what's going on with those guys and see if we're going to do it. If not, hopefully we'll probably do a WrestleMania one. I mean, we've got to do... That's that's the granddaddy of them all. So if we don't do it, we'll let you guys know what film we're going to review next week. And I actually have been booking some guests for February. So February should be pretty interesting. We have someone who's going to be promoting a new album. Nice. Someone who's going to be promoting a new book. So we got some cool stuff coming up. So... Uh, a million reasons to tune in the rest of the year. <laughs> uh, figuratively month, speaking. The month yeah. of a million, yes. Yes. So, all right, guys. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in live. Thank you, everyone, for sending us feedback. And for everyone who's going to listen to the podcast on Friday, you guys are awesome. Thank you. We'll see you next week. It comes with two masks, two interchangeable head sculpts, knife, corkscrew, tombstone, hacksaw, <gasps> cleaver, machete, what and axe. that? Wow. Jesus Christ, Aries. You either just had some sort of embolism or were pleasuring yourself in where we were <laughs> looking.